It's my is fault, it, though. Is it? Is everyone autistic here? Or, uh, I, think I, I am, I think, but I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I am too. But I was just... We were talking about something and how we've got a group called Autism Awareness. And its name really shouldn't be Autism Awareness because it's not about autism awareness. It's about drink awareness. And uh, so from that, we, we kind of just sort of... I, I said... In fact, I could even open this up to the chat. Does anybody want a one terabyte hard drive? Because I'm thinking of swapping it out for an SSD. <laughs> check, yeah, check, a deal. Autistic check. <laughs> you you can have it for free. I'll, I'll um you know. Yeah, I'll I'll throw in a copy of Eric von Daniken's god's book with all the pictures ripped out i've got some chariots of the gods that's it i've got if it's hardback i reckon yeah i've got some hemp flavored uh, rizzla skins if anyone wants them <laughs> we could do a <laughs> <laughs> we could do a <laughs> we could do a swap shop or something. <laughs> oh, can, can we can we do this? Oh, apparently your intro's still playing. Is it? I'm going to turn the sound up. Ah, your guests don't know they could be heard at three. Are we live? Yes, we, we are live. Grief for. for Yes, we, we are doing what's called a warm a warm welcome because otherwise I get anxiety and um I, I like Was that your thumb grief on that photo you posted in Telegram today? That that was evil. that was like wicked, that was it. I reckon you should go to casualty because that looked like you might have a fracture if that was you, because that was really swollen and I'm just saying that, that looked pretty nasty. Hey, um, can like people hear Hemi? Because I can hear myself and I can hear Zero in the in the stream, but no Hemi. I can hear everyone. Ah, uh, yeah, but can the chat hear everyone? Don't know. No, right. you're not. You're not there. The chat says you're not there. Give it. Give it a couple of seconds. I'm going, to read my, I'm going to read my avant-garde poetry if you don't come on in a minute. <laughs> he said, grief can hear you, but you're like at 1% volume. 
Is that because he can hear me and uh, he can hear Hemi and my headphones? Oh, fun. Yeah. So very low for I suspect very low volume just means that he's either picking up in my or zero's uh, microphone. So. Uh, but, but... Oh, <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds great. Yeah, just there. That's great. I can hear you, but I don't think the chat can. But that's grief says wrong level. You are louder, but still not in the show. We can't hear you. Oh, bloody hell, was it? Uh, the ghost ship. Oh, the ghost ship. I don't know. I thought you were going to do the ghost ship. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do the ghost ship. <laughs> I don't want to do the ghost ship. Oh, yeah. Where's that? Where's she gone? Yeah. There's, there's a story here called Woman Spots Very X-Rated Detail. Oh, no. That's, God, what's that? That's not the dildo one, is it? What's that doing there? Uh, no. Oh, no, I've got the bum shining one now. I've lost the bloody link. Oh, God. Is it... Oh, there we go. It would help if I unmuted myself as well. <laughs> there, there, there we go. So I, I thought, well, whilst he is away, you know, we can, um, I, at least Henry and I can do the show, but... It helps if I unmute. I don't like the user interface in this program. It's confusing me. But, oh, uh, brief says sorted. We can hear Hemi. All oh, right, am I? Am I? Am I back now? Am I? Oh yeah, that looks better. Oh, I think I might be deafening everybody to be honest. No, no, you, you sound all right. No, it looks like in in OBS. It looks like I'm peaking. Oh, uh, just. Uh, I'll take a bit of the edge off here. Hold on a sec, and that's it. Am I sounding okay to you, lads? Yeah, you sound alright. Yeah, that all can right. I, can I do the read on this story? I, I like. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right. So the first story we've got. And right. So I'm loud. If I turn that down to about there, that should be. Yeah, I'm not going into the red now. Okay. Yeah. We are I'll... reading the fucking chat, you amateurs. Yes, we are reading. It's loud and it's buzzing, Hemi. It's loud. Am I still buzzing? You sound a bit quiet now to me now. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you, you're distorted through the chat, but I'm hearing you just fine on Jitsi. Yeah, this it's uh, it's OBS. I'm um, going a bit weird. I should be okay. I must. Oh, that's it, right? So that's how I sound. Right there, we go. We, we've finished. We've finished the three hours. Three hours. Of tech support, we can get on with the show now. Oh, goody! So, welcome to 14 <laughs> Top Words episode 16. 
and uh, we're going to do werewolves. So I would like to start with the first story we've got in our stack, which is female masturbation can apparently open a portal to hell. What do you mean apparently it does? According to one Christian publisher, Dildo Enthusiasts are on a direct path to the demonic realm. Dildo Enthusiast? Is that a thing? Dildo, yes, Dildo Enthusiast is a nice euphemism for wankers. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's on the direct path to the demonic realm. I really want to add some um, some light of my own content in this, but I'll just read the story and then we can do that. But should we take his views more seriously? Since time immemorial, we've been told that wanking is bad. However, the last 50 years have seen the gradual emancipation of the pussy for many women lucky enough to live in more liberal societies. Unfortunately, as we've started to talk more about female masturbation and orgasm in more open and positive ways, the backlash from Puritans, misogynists and religious fanatics, or combinations of all three, has also become more apparent, particularly in the United States. One of this week's most extreme and bizarre attacks on female sexuality comes from Mac Major of Eden Decoded in Florida. The Christian author is adamant that female masturbation is basically leading civilization straight down the path to hell and has published... So is he saying that Islam is right about women? The Christian author is adamant that the app... He's published an open letter condemning the act. Major believes getting yourself off quite literally summon the demon from hell's fiery pits. Masturation is a direct path to Satan. I feel this story is just trading old ground again. There's nothing normal about it. Whether you want to accept it as fat or not, though sex toys an open port to demand realm in your own life. Well, it's easy to laugh at this sort of chat and to pigeonhole this loser. I'm surprised they didn't call him an incel. It's a religious crazy. The underlying message isn't humorous. We have to talk about the far more serious issues raised through the vitriol, which is focused primarily on women. Sure, most people don't actually think a woman masturbating will see Satan rise up I'm and screw up to him. Is this an article about an article? <laughs> yeah, it, it really feels like, oh, uh, you know, we're going to just... Att- wouldn't it just be better to read the open letter from Pastor uh, Florida Decoded? Yeah. Uh, Mac Major. Shall we... Okay, do you mind, chat? I'm just... I'm going to do a bit of uh, typing here. So I'm going to do open letter from Mac Major... Major, comma, Eden Decoded. And dildos, are, dildos are icon worship, aren't they, really? I think he's got a point, this guy. But... I've, I've seen jade dildos, which, you know, for your chakras and all that. But I want to say, if you do bum fun, it activates the second uh, Kundalini point and awakens the snake. I think I think um, they sell they sell crystal dildos you put up your bum. I think it's popular with new age women. Yeah, that yeah, like balances yeah. your chakras, doesn't it? Well, apparently, isn't, isn't it um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's site where you can buy the jade to stick up your chuff? You buy like yeah, they got quite. They got like your chuff. Don't you? <laughs> they reckon it's really bad for you. They call Here's them crystal the... wands, don't they? The, the the chakra balance and dildo ones, yeah. yeah uh, 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 about three years ago, I saw this website about jade dildos and you know, talking about the health benefits of it. And, you I know, don't think there are was... any. I think, it, I think it causes infections and stuff like that. Well, I, I don't know if jade is semi-porous or not, but I imagine, you know, these are pretty, like, like glass uh, sex toys. They're, you know, they're just wiped clean or something. But... 
the point being is I just I liked all the things that was talking about karma and things, you know, the usual sort of selling points they do with crystal healing. And so I, I sent it as um as a as a message to Thomas Sheridan and he blocked me after that. And his last message to me was fecking hell. And I just thought I thought he was a pretty open-minded sort of guy, you know, he was talking about paganism and like Puritans being a bit over the top and so I, I guess he just didn't want to see uh, jade sex toys. I thought it'd be, but this is the thing. All I could do, I'm, I'm trying to find Mac Major's open letter, and all I got is just like various sort of feminist blogs saying how awful he is. Shall we carry on reading the story then? Um, there's not much. Okay, let's just go to the last paragraph. So, yes, let's laugh at Major because it's ridiculous, but let's also remember the school of thought he hails from and recognise that it's just not one woman-hating loom posting on a blog about women using dildos. Instead, this sort of religious fervour directed towards women stems from a far more powerful movement trying to control women's bodies as well as their sexuality in the name of religion. Oh, so, I, found, I found the bit about it. It's a, it says with, jade, um, with those jade eggs that Gwyneth Paltrow was flogging, it says nasty bacteria like the kind that cause toxic socks, toxic shock syndrome or bacterial vaginosis could get lodged in the nooks and crannies and then get reintroduced into the vagina every time the egg is used. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty bad for you. Dildos, yeah, so... are, dildos are satanic. They're blasphemous, blasphemous objects. I think they so should be banned. You, you, you put an object into your bum or your front hole and uh, you don't clean it, you're going to get infected. So yeah, yeah. Who the who the funk? Who the funk? But I mean, do we do we want to talk about the story? Do you want to talk about the reaction of it, or do we want to talk about the premise of uh, Mac Miller's Mac Major's uh, letter? Because I'm I'm quite interested in what he's got to say, even though we can't read his letter. Because I, I'm I'm looking on the internet for it, and I can't see anything. What if I just type in Eden Decoded? Does he have a website? What's this got to do with? Um... Dildos. Werewolves. Oh, you've got... Are you going on to werewolves? <laughs> no, no. Oh, here we go. I found Eden Decoded. Um, oh, that's interesting. Uh, articles. Articles there. Mas vibrators, dildos and sex demons. Masturbation opens spiritual portals. You know, I don't think he's wrong. I, I, I agree with him, yeah. I agree. I think when when you get people that that say, "Oh, I have these weird and um, dark sexual fantasies when when masturbating," it's like, "Yeah, where do you think those ideas come from?" I always think about like pornography, like filmed pornography, like all like someone makes a porn film, like all that energy's got to go somewhere, hasn't it? So, well, this is this yeah, is a point you know. I was going to make last week. I was going to say, if um if if porn is satanic and they're doing satanic rituals by making porn films, then what happens when people copy the things going on in a porn film? Are they are they repeating that satanic ritual? Uh, oh, it's satanic. XXX, isn't it? That's the mm. code for a hardcore porn. That's 666, isn't it? X is the 24th letter. And oh, yeah, 24 is 6. So what's the 6? A, B, C, D, E, F. F, F, F. <laughs> it's not quite the same ring to it, is well, it? We, well, we said that on, on uh, Greta Thunberg, because she had Fridays for Future, didn't she? That was FFF. Oh, yeah, that's, that's her yeah. code, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They, they they love putting in this these sort of weird hidden messages into all this yeah. stuff. So, 
you know what? I'm I'm just going to, on the face of it, say that uh, Mac Major is right, and these feminists screeching hysterically, and all the things they they're insulting him. They're not actually talking about the premise of him. It's like, oh, you know, let's be open minded about this. And yeah, why is it that I have these like uh, visions of getting raped by a pack of um, diversities or uh, being torn apart by walls when when masturbating? Like because you know, th these these are normal things to. And that's the other thing as well. I, 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 for a week, I was talking with a lesbian, of course, who studied sex therapy. And was saying all this stuff is normal and natural. I'm just like, yeah, but you're a lesbian. So you, 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 what, what's your reference point there? And of course, when I, when I was sort of saying, well, I object to this and I think it's wrong and I, th I think this paraphilia. Oh, boy, did she get angry with me when I said about paraphilia. And I said, well, What's what's wrong with calling it paraphilia? Why not just accept what it is? You're you're not reproducing. Um, but yeah, this this conversation didn't really go anywhere. So that's the first story. Do you guys want to add anything more to it? Uh, I think I just I, just I think... weren't you going to say why it was blasphemous, Zero? Well, back back to F, like FFF. Where where did that come from? FFF. That's uh, Friday six. Fridays for Future. Yeah. Well, F. Uh, the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, for which it corresponds to F, is in the shape of a nail, and that's why six. What, what we were talking about last uh, a while back, that when mm. six appears, I think it's a, a code by a certain group of people for Satanist victory over Christ, because the, the, the number six in the in the in their alphabet is in the shape of a nail as in the nails that defeated jesus nailing him to the cross and... well also also did you know you know when you watch like films and that and uh or or even when you read two true true stories and people get woken up at quarter past three in the morning yeah that's because um because apparently it's an inversion of the time that christ was crucified yeah that's what they say isn't it? yeah, yeah. and past six three in the morning quarter past three in the morning oh and six, six times six is 36. And 36 plus 35 plus 34 down to plus one equals 666. And uh, so, yeah, six, six is definitely there. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's everywhere in these codes they put in these, uh, these media, media things. Well, even quarter past three, if you add up the digits of one and five and then times by three, that's, that's three sixes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of paranormal ha happenings do occur between 3 and 4 a.m. in the morning, yeah. Yeah, that's the witching... Is that the witching hour, is it? I think that's the real... the real. Maybe it's the real witching hour. I don't mm. know. Or the, maybe the initiated witch, witching hour. A lot of spooky I always stuff thought that, yeah. to me when I was awake at that time. Yeah. Alistair Crowley mm. recommended waking up at that time and, and just, like, being, like... He says, like, wake... He recommends waking up at, like, 3 a.m. and just sort of sitting there and just sort of being, you know, sort of noticing things, and yeah. He probably meant having a wank as well, I should imagine. <laughs> I don't know. Masturbate with a dildo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are times when I wake up because I need a wee, and it's still three in the morning, I can't get back to sleep, so I'm on Twitter and stuff, so uh, yeah, I guess so. That's probably when they send the mind control frequencies out, you know, at 3am, when everyone's asleep or something. Implying they ever turn them off. Mm. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Because I, I used to know a radio ham, like, um, 
and he was saying that like you know like radio hams they're like an international community and he, he told me that this was back in the 90s he said that oh, every so often that there'll be these weird frequencies that come over shortwave radio in the lower sideband and no one knows what they mean because these like radio hams they're very nerd i like i love them but they're nerdy people you know they, they know every single frequency you know and they say that you know, every so often, yeah, frequencies come up, but they've got no idea what they are. I've been considering and, getting into um, ham radio because... Oh, it's fascinating, yeah. Well, the internet's getting increasingly diversified, and ham radio, because of the um, technological barrier, is exclusively a domain of white men, yeah. who are usually autistic white men. Well, we are going to do it. We're going to do it. Do you know what number stations are, Hobbit? We're going to do an episode on that. I've just downloaded. Oh, I've just downloaded a load of number stations, so we'll try and once I've got audio sorted, I shall. Um, we'll we'll have some, we'll do some interactive stuff. Play some. You have uh, you have to learn Morse code. You got to pass a test to get your radio license. So you have to learn Morse, Morse code. No, no, that's no longer a requirement for entry. Yeah. You, you, yeah, All right. You, you don't have to do that. My uncle uh, did ham radio back in the eighties, so he he does know Morse code. But he said I don't have to do it. If so I'm they're even dumbing down ham radio then, <laughs> <laughs> even dropping the standards for ham radio now. Yeah, but he, know, bit... he knows me as Morse code these days, really. You know, it know. seems a bit strange because they're saying, "Oh, well, you know, you just get a computer to do it, and then the computer can decode it for you." And it's like, yeah, but that's not the point. You're supposed to know this stuff, so if you hear it. You can actually decode it in your mind or write it down. Mm. Morse code's very good because you, you can transmit it all the way over the world, really. You know, you, you get a really clear signal with Morse. Actually, speaking of speaking of Morse code, did you want to did you want to do a spooky ship story? How's that, <laughs> how's that for a segue? <laughs> God, I, I love a, scary ships. I found a I found a story about the SS Ur, Urang Medan. Hold on a sec, I'll just. Pop this up on the screen. The uh, SS Urang Medan. I found this on uh, Ripley's, on uh, www.ripleys.com. Um, so, the seemingly seemingly impossible event is said to have taken place in the 1940s. The precise the precise year tends to vary from source to source. According to the story, the SS Urang Medan, a, a Dutch vessel, was passing through the Strait of Malacca when it ran afoul of a mysterious tragedy. Nearby ships report, reported receiving a horrifying distress call. All officers, including Captain Dead, lying in a chart room and on bridge, probably whole crew dead, it stated. Then there was an unintelligible frenzy of Morse code and the ra radio operator had the final word, I die. Fuck it out. Uh, rescuers who boarded the ve vessel, it said, found the stricken ship just as described. The crew was indeed dead, their bodies strewn across the decks. Not only that, but they were found teeth bared with their upturned faces to the sun as if in fear. The even the ship's dog was dead, frozen in this ghastly state, mid-growl at an assailant or horror unknown. It's just the start of the mystery of the Orang Medan. I've never heard this one. I mean, for some... So... They encounter the terror from the deep, and it sounds like they buried the story because they don't want people to get nightmares and say that Lovecraft was real. Yeah, yeah. they probably met, met Cthulhu or something, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Reports go on to suggest that shortly after the ship was boarded, a fire broke out. Oh, here we go. It's always the fire in the fucking ship, isn't it? And everybody jumps off, isn't it? That's... 
Uh, as fire broke out in its bowels, forcing those who had arrived to this grisly tableau to evacuate, evacuate. Shortly after they did, the ship exploded with such force that it lifted out of the ocean before quickly sinking without a trace. Ooh, fucking hell. Uh, naturally leaves us with not one but two incredible mysteries to ponder. What caused the mass demise of the Orang Medan's crew and what caused the subsequent explosion? We're getting ahead of ourselves, though, because there's one more thing to consider. Officially, the ship may never have existed. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the famous story leads to all kinds of dead ends. Most no most notably, there's no mention of the SS Orang Medan's registration in Lloyd's shipping registers, nor has any official recording of the bizarre incident on board ever been discovered. The reason the precise date of the event has been so difficult to pinpoint is that newspaper reports tell various versions of the story across a period of time, each adding and embellishing details along the way. Nevertheless, believers swear the, this impossible fantastical tale is absolutely true. It's got to have happened. Um, it, that some some say that it, it wasn't that the registry wasn't found because it's actually registered in Sumatra. Yeah, the, that's, that's what I was going to say. That not all ships are registered with Lloyds. Like well, the vessel's dodgy things. The vessel's name trans translates from man to Medan. That's what orang, isn't it? It's orangutan means. Does it mean man of the forest or something? Doesn't it? I thought it meant orange man. No, no, it means man from something forest, jungle, something like that. Oh yeah, if it was orange man, it'd be man from the Donald jungle. Yeah. Well, orangutan yeah. means man from the jungle, or something like that. Man from the forest or something like that. That's weird. Uh, Theodor Seesdorfer, a German researcher who's been poring over the fascinating case for around half a century, discovered an old German publication from 1953 called Das Totenschiff in der Südsee, or The Death Ship in the South Seas. This little book booklet, courtesy of a now-deceased so scholar Otto Michele, is believed by some to offer evidence the ship was real, as was its tragic fate. It offers an intriguing possibility as to the cause of the explosion that sent the Orang Medan to the depths. Hmm. What really? Of, what oh, do you want? Do you want oh, the God. funny bit? What really happened? <laughs> Pirate attack? Because <laughs> 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 dogs die in fright during a fucking pirate attack, don't they? Oh wait, I know what really happened. It was a weather balloon. <laughs> be like, be like the. Uh, the Mary Celeste, isn't it? It's like people thought the ship was on fire, but it really wasn't. And they jumped off for no reason. There, there was a ship not... Go on, go on a bit. <laughs> I was going to say, have you ever seen a weather balloon? Or what, what they're supposed to do? Or a launching of one? Or a documentary about... This is a weather balloon. This is what weather balloons do. I think weather oh. balloons are actually a conspiracy theory. There are no weather balloons. I, I used to hear that conspiracy theory about uh, electricity pylons where, like, you never see anyone working on them. But I, w I was walking into town one day, and I, I did see blokes working on them. But I don't know. But, but about ships, I, I was reading the other day that a ship was taken over by some foreign people off the shore of Britain, and they sent the SAS in to deal with it. I think it was a few years ago. But I was the SBS. Yeah, or the SBS, but I was, I was thinking, like, well, why the hell would they send the SBS in? And, and if they can do that, why are they letting all these other people come here on inflatable boats? Why don't they send the SES in for them? But what was on this boat that was so important that they had to send the 
mm. the SBS in, you know. You do wonder, don't you? I mean, as we were talking about like bullshit um, explanations for stuff, the other one, the other one's ball lightning, isn't it? It's like who's mm. every? I mean, is there even a, like a video of ball lightning on YouTube or anything like that? I wonder. They say it follows you around, doesn't it? Like as if it's intelligent, but I mean, oh, I don't know. But... I mean, ball I, lightning. I saw a glow like... fly one. Ball lightning saw... sounds like. Oh, sorry, going after you. <laughs> God, God, I was after just going to say. I saw a glow fly once. That was pretty strange. Like an actual, like luminescent, glowing fly. But that wasn't ball lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I to be honest, I I think you know they say like you your mind's your mind's like first first idea is to go straight for something supernatural. I think your mind's first first port of call is to find try and find a rational explanation for whatever you're yeah. looking at. I mean, I, I'm a weirdo, but I don't go straight to the paranormal explanation because no, it usually isn't. It's usually very normal sort of yeah. stuff. Like, you know, people get freaked out because there's sort of knocks on the walls and that. It's, it's just the house kind of settling at night, you know, when it expands and contracts, you know. Mm. People uh And it's definitely not brownies moving around. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. Some... I did live in a haunted house, but, yeah, actually... We did used to see like red and red and blue glowing balls, but they but they weren't ball lightning because there was no lightning outside or anything. But... Considering how old this house is where I live, I wouldn't be surprised if it's haunted. But I wouldn't know. I think ghosts I'm... are generally all right. You know, they're just doing their thing. You know, I think you know. I don't think people should blunder in and sort of exercise them. I think just leave them alone. They're just doing their well, thing. Well, you only do that if they're, if they're malicious. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. I think some people do, even if they're just kind of wandering about. They're kind of like, I don't know, I suppose they're like spiders, aren't they? <laughs> you just need a psychic way of putting a glass on them and throwing them out the front door, don't you? <laughs> I reckon yeah. leave them alone. Leave them alone. They're not doing any harm. <laughs> How is your spider after his bath in piss the other week? Is it? it your spider zero, was it? Yeah, yeah. No, he was all right, yeah. I hadn't seen him for a while. He, survive. he survived me pissing on him. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was so, like, nightmarishly surreal. That, 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 that oh, God. Yeah. Right, so we've, been, we've, we've, we've done the warm open for half an hour. Should, should we crack on with some... Uh... Werewolf. With some werewolf lore. If I can, if wow. I can like uh, bluff while I find my notes, yeah. <laughs> werewolves. Well, when it comes to werewolves, I mean, bloody hell, werewolves. You know, it's, it's easy to dismiss it, isn't it? It's easy to dismiss the existence of werewolves when we're sitting comfortably under electric lights in our sort of centrally heated abode, but. But just cast yourself out into a sort of noctur- nocturnal rural setting. And, oh, speak for yourself, you know. Mr. I've got central heating. I live in a <laughs> Hobbit lives in a Dickens novel, didn't you know? <laughs> he knows it. <laughs> that sounds great. Every day I have to load in the coal and dig out the ashes and say, please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the the fire's a bit cold, so I'm I'm trying to get through some pistachios very quickly. The shells burn quite well. <laughs> do you do you roast chestnuts? I used to do that. Only when he stands you know? too close. <laughs> 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 
Ba-dum. Funny enough, you know the um, the Austrians have got a Christmas market. They do roast chestnuts over there. So, um, yeah, I had some there. Quite nice. Yeah. I like it. I think they're good, yeah. They're great, yeah. And then the month before that, when I was in France, there was like, hey, do you want some roast chestnuts? I'm like, yeah, sure. No, oh, good too. Hobbit's back, everybody. Hello. <laughs> uh, there's you're nothing welcome to... <laughs> you're welcome to Fortean Foods, the paranormal food discussion show. Uh, go, go, Lash. You, you can't, you can't, you can't be, you can't be no. potatoes wrapped zero, in silver just, Zero, zero. You just, you just marched all over Hemi's joke there. He <laughs> said, "Go, Spooketti. <laughs> I'm, I'm partial to a bit of poultry, poultry dust. You don't. You wouldn't want that chicken down in John Frost Square, would you? Is it John Pond Square? Is it Pond Street? Pond Square. Yeah. Pond Square. That was it, wasn't it? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Before we go into the thing of werewolves, right? Um, Ghost walks into a bar. Bar. Sorry, we don't serve spirits. <laughs> Quasimodo. Quasimodo walks into a bar. Uh, barman says. Barman says to him. He says, uh, "No." He says to the barman, he "says can I have a whiskey." Barman says, "Bell's all right." He says, "Mind your own fucking business." You're going oh, to you, repeat that. You, you cut out. You cut out. Oh, punch time. Oh fuck! It's saying no data. No data. Yeah, I think the. Uh, oh no, we're back. We're just no data. I think we just had a drop. Um, Has your uh, internet ration run out? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Uh, oh, you can have to write a first-class letter to uh, Her Majesty's government for a bit more internet ration. Uh, I'm I'm moving I'm moving soon anyway, so hopefully the internet's better there. Uh, so no, uh, Quasimodo walks into a bar, um, but says, "Can I have a whiskey?" Barman says, "The bell says bell's all right." He says, "Mind your own business." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any jokes. I feel left out now. Oh dear. I think we ought to get on with this werewolf episode. <laughs> We've wasted enough I time think, now. Um, I don't know. I think um, have we gone beyond werewolves? I don't know. But, uh, werewolves. Shall we have like a minute silence to sort of? Well, you have got you have got a joke zero, haven't you? Oh, I can't do that. Now everyone knows it, but I can't. <laughs> you do. I can't. <laughs> what, what is what is this joke? You know the werewolf joke. Well, the thing is, I actually, I I actually used to be a werewolf, but I'm all right now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought everyone knew that. Oh dear, I'm too pissed to do this werewolf show. I think I can't. That's okay. I'm I'm sort of like half cup. uh, Today I'm I'm fueled with uh, pistachios and cider. I've I've had. I've had two bottles of Jennings Cumberland Deep Gold Ale. So that's God. not too bad. That sounds good. I just nice. hit the vodka. 4%. I used to drink that out, but I think like if you're gonna get pissed, just go for the spirits, you know, hit the vodka, I think. If you're gonna get if you wanna get pissed, like because vodka's yeah. good, because vodka's medicinal, so that's like a good excuse, isn't it? It's like I'm not getting pissed, it's like a medicinal thing that cures my cold. But and it's like you know. 
I'd rather have chateaus because, like, it's got all the herbs and spices in it that you could want for any sort of... Like, oh, chateaus, yeah. I had had that so, for years, yeah. If ever I'm sick or, like, got a fever, I have some of that. It makes the fever worse for one night, but then it's gone. And if I was ever going to be, like, uh, struck with a case of lycanthropy, I would have some chateaus. <laughs> yeah, God. See? I can See, even make piss talk. Really, he's, he's, he's got he's got us he's got us back on track. Come on, come on, you can you can do this, zero. Ah, so werewolves. Where did they come from? What's your take on that? I think werewolves are real. I believe I like when people sort of come out come talk about weird shit. I, I'm like I'm I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal. Like I believe it. You know, I believe anything until it's proved otherwise. I've got well, a theory about werewolves. Got him. So, you know humans domesticated wolves? Mm. And when I say humans, I mean Europeans, because we seem to be the only ones interested in domesticating animals. Yeah. So, you got wolves, and you got humans, and they form an alliance together, and you get dogs from it, which is good. But, what if something happened? And I say, what if something happened? I'm saying, like, you know the centaurs, which exist at yeah. some point? And giants and all other mythical creatures. What if werewolves is some sort of fusion between wolf and man? Uh, well, I mean, like I mean, a, not... Actual physical sex between man and a wolf kind of thing. Or... I mean, maybe, but maybe there's something a bit more mystical in it. Because I think mm. if, like, you know, you, you like, have sex with a wolf, nothing happens. Well, uh, apart from you've had sex with an animal. But, I mean, um, I think there's been some sort of union there. And uh, so you've ended up with this creature, which is a combination of the two. Uh, So I'm I'm interested in... What am I interested... There's a point to this, but I haven't quite formed it yet. I'm hoping you guys can... I must must confess, the very few bestiality videos I've actually seen did strike me as, like, extremely satanic. Like, actually, like, in the proper sense of the term, as unholy and very, like... E- evil is, is the only word I can think about it. And if someone well, has sex with a wolf, there's not going to be a physical offspring, but maybe there's an offspring on another level, on another well, level. Well, into that, that story we, we read earlier where the feminists were just screeching about what an idiot um, Mac Major is. If you're having sex with an animal like that, there's definitely some something has happened and changes the spirit. Mm. Uh, so... You, you, you know, you're not going to be the same after that. And you know how some women say they, they know, like, if a woman's been with a black man, they, they can just tell. They've got an intuitive sense. Women can also tell if, like, a woman's a dog fucker. Oh, yeah. Usually they make it really easy by having, like, a tramp stamp tattoo with pit bulls <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, fuck me daddy on, on the tramp stamp. But sometimes the signs are more subtle. Every time I see a bloke with a pit bull, I think, like, is that some sort of secret code for, like, I have a very small penis or something? Or, <laughs> or I have... and the, dog, the dog version of a Ferrari, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. Werewolves, you've got, you got these cavemen pictures. Oh, fuck it, Al. I'm too pissed. I can't get words out. Bloody hell. <laughs> Back in prehistory, you got these like depictions of horned men in animal skins on the cave walls. So, satyrs. 
something's something was going on back then. I no, think, it sat like. as a half goat hobbit. If they were if they were oh, shagging okay. animals, but would, would your average caveman shag a wolf though? That would be a bit of a no no, wouldn't it? But wouldn't wouldn't that wouldn't that have been more like they'd wear the wolf skin to take on the characteristics characteristics of the wolf? Yeah. Because well, didn't, didn't you have um didn't you have, when the when the berserkers are Viking thing weren't they? They used to wear animal skins, didn't they? I thought they would just go in naked. You know, yeah, they they go in naked with no armor or shields, didn't they? Do, Apparently, do, do, you want to, do you want to fight a naked bloke? I I wonder if there's something like when they they take on the spirit of these animals, they they really take on the spirit of these animals to the point that they become them. The berserkers were supposed to strike fear in in their enemies, in maybe in some sort of telepathic way or something, because they were hardcore. I mean, fucking hell! Well, yeah, but that was like the, the, that, that was like the ultimate form of like the magic of intention, wasn't it? You know, yeah. literally, literally, be, literally being um, in, invincible. Going into battle with no shield, no no armor, and just like with a few animal skins, and just like. But they, they apparently spoke in a sort of weird, like animal-like language as well. If, if we believe these uh, ancient reports, I think as yeah. well as the sort of subtle telepathic ways they'd have to uh, demoralise the enemy, the fact that you've just seen a load of your mates being slaughtered by this guy who's stark bollock naked, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, and, like reaching into their face to bite out their tongues and and put, smearing blood over himself. That, you know, is a sort of more exoteric way of freaking someone out. Yeah, that's, oh, well, what, um, that's what they okay. taught, taught in the army, you know. You go, for, you go for, like, the biggest bloke and, like, rip his tongue out and that sort of, like, cools out all his subordinates sort of thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you sort you look for the hardest bloke and you, you beat him and then the others uh, fall into line. OG Snake Heights in the chat, he says... Um, they use this referring to berserkers. They use skins for warmth, and he says the naked ones were the were the Celts. Um, he's right, but I'm sure there's you know other people thought having a fight whilst naked is a good idea. I've seen lots of um, diversities. They they like uh, going on various drugs and then running around naked, chasing police and getting shot multiple times before finally falling down. So I've done, so I've done the Viking uh, dissident as mentioned in chat uh, Romulus and Remus and uh, they they were they were raised by wolves weren't they and created Rome yeah founders of Rome yeah that's a weird one well, yeah we had Brutus of Troy and the Romans had Romulus and Remus because the Bible the Bible speaks of men with hairy hands doesn't it in uh, Genesis twenty seven twenty three and uh, that's quite strange. I don't know whether they mean hairy palms. You know, that's that sort of jokey sort of thing. Isn't it? If you got hairy palms, you're a werewolf. That just says. I thought I thought if had hairy palms, it meant you were uh, uh, partaking in too much onanism. Yeah, ex- excessive <laughs> onanism. <laughs> <laughs> now Genesis twenty-seven, twenty-three. It mentions hairy hands. I don't know if that's a mistranslation, but it definitely mentions men having hairy hands. That is interesting. Yeah. And the Babylonian I mean, gone. The other thing in Genesis is the fact that um, when uh, Cain and Abel, um, uh, no, sorry, because Abel, one Cain killed Abel, I think it was. Yeah. But then Cain was cast out, and he was cast out into a city. It was like I thought these were supposed to be the only humans, and here's a city 
full of humans because Cain reproduced with these humans and then made more children. So, uh, yeah, because otherwise the implication is that oh, Cain and Abel didn't have a wife, so they shagged their mum. And that's not true. So other humans did exist, or creatures that were compatible with humans. So it could yeah. be a, an analogy to sort of say, you know, there's like various hominid species, but, well, hominid species with, with cities. So, you know, that to me sounds like what we'd recognise as a modern human. I think that the reality, the reality slash possibility lines were certainly looser back then, because the Babylonian king... I can't say his name. Was it ne Nebu Nebuchadnezzar? He apparently went not. He either turned into a wolf or became a beast of the field. Like God, God turned him into a beast of the field where he's eating grass and that. Like that's mentioned in Daniel four three three. So, so he's been yeah. struck down with veganism. Or, well, or lycanthropy, <laughs> vegan lycanthropy, or, or something weird. <laughs> so he was a weird cow. <laughs> <laughs> all these crazy old uh, historians they're all talking about people turning into wolves like Ovid Ovid mentions it and uh, Petronius mentions it and they're all talking about blokes turning into wolves you know, it's, it's, I don't know if you want to save yeah. this for another night but I mean maybe we could briefly t touch on the subject of chimerism and how chimerism is an absolute abomination according to the Bible. And I would say it's an abomination just according to the fact that, oh, yeah, you know, here's a jellyfish. It's got 1% cockroach genes. Why did you do that? Because we could. Yeah. Or, or you know, here's a cat, and we put some jellyfish genes in the cat. Now the cat glows in the dark. Why? Why? <laughs> because China, A number one, we do genetics now. <laughs> You know well, about up monkeys and cats and stuff like that. No, they're, not really, okay. they're not really monkeys and cats because they they are no longer hundred percent monkey or cat. They're like one percent jellyfish or one percent whatever else they've introduced to them. And here's an interesting thing, right? You know, human cloning is is illegal, and doing experiments on on like cloning um, stuff it's illegal in pretty much all of the world. Even China says human cloning is illegal. Well. A chimera is not a human. So if you have a human and you put, like, say, 1% bovine or ovine DNA in there, they're both mammals. Uh, functionally, it's a human, but uh, it's got no legal rights, and you can vivisect it to your heart's content, and no one can say anything about it. And I reckon the new vivisection labs in Oxford, the ones the animal protests are up in arms about, I don't think they're doing animal vivisection anymore. I think they're doing chimera experiments. I think so, so yeah. We well, that was that. They, they, they tried introducing this to us a long time ago. Do you remember the, the uh, what was that film called? About the boy called, was it the boy called Gore or something? Who was like half half uh, gorilla. Do anybody remember that one? What, well, like a fictional film? or a Yeah, it was a fictional film. Um, there's also a, there's also a TV miniseries called Chimera as well, which is about a similar sort of thing. Hemi, before we talk about this this fascinating subject of chimerism, Grief has pointed out in the chat that um, there's a hundred and thirteen no, there's eleven of us watching. Nine people have clicked like, which means two people watching this stream have not clicked like. 
In which case, why are you watching a stream if you haven't clicked like? Tell me, is it you? <laughs> yeah, Do it's me. Do not click like on your own stream. No. I think. I so think are, it, you I think, are you saying to people? I think it's prideful. <laughs> you're you're saying to people that are you know I'm I'm doing the effort of this thing, but I don't think it's good enough to click like on. So you're basically telling your audience you don't think it's good enough for you to click like. <laughs> it's, it's, it's beneath. It's beneath you to click like on this content, which we're producing for our own purposes. Well, I, I, I would, I would say I'm justified because we said we're talking about werewolves, but we're actually talking about chimeras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't blame anybody who doesn't click like because it, because it's not what's advertised. These so-called scientists, these science, so-called scientists—they're not fucking scientists. They're witches and satanists. It's like. Oh, just just one more, one more, one more derail. Although it is related to werewolves, has anybody ever seen the old VHS film um, uh, Project Metal Beast, (laughs) where they get a werewolf, (laughs) where they get a werewolf and genetically armor plate it, and they have to, and uh, at the end they have to kill it with with a silver tip bazooka. (laughs) No, but I really want to watch this now. I've got it. I'll stick it. I'll stick it on my Google Drive and send it to you because I don't think you can even buy it on DVD. It's that bad. That sounds really awesome. Why, why do they not make films like this anymore? <laughs> but what they're, what they're doing in these labs is just like the modern day version of what they were doing back in the medieval times. Because um, the French, the medieval French Inquisitor, here I go with my uh, university lecturer head on, <laughs> Henry Boguet. And Pierre Delancre, they both claimed in separate books that witches transform themselves into werewolves, that they're Sabbaths. So nowadays they just do it in bloody laboratories, don't they? You know, it's, it's the same thing. But what do you think? Do you think uh, do, while we're talking about the Bible and stuff, do you think the Bible has predicted all this stuff because it's not the first time round? Yeah. It seems like it seems like. What what's happening now is just the modern version of what happened back then in the Bible times, doesn't it? Mm. Well, I was uh, I was trying to get onto this subject with um, uh, my friends the other day, and I was going on about the differences between, and this is related to what we're talking about, by the way. There's three main civilizations in this world. There are Europeans, Chinese, and Indians. And the reason I say there's three main civilizations is, you look at it right. The Indians are the most spiritual people. And my friend was getting all emotional and she was saying, oh, yeah, but, you know, they if they, you're a wrong cast and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I'm saying they're spiritual. I'm not saying they're moral or compassionate or that they don't stink like shit or curry. So <laughs> they, they are so spiritual, but they have physically sort of gone, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, atrophied because... You know, they they got like a billion people in that country and not a single Olympic gold medalist between them because they're so weak. And you look at the Chinese, most materialistic people in the world, uh, even their spirituality, like the Shaolin monks, all of that is a mastery of the material realm. And you've got Europeans. And Europeans are the magical ones because Europeans have got... They're not the most materialistic. They're not the most spiritual. They can balance the two of them. And occasionally, when that goes wrong, then we get things like the atomic bomb or we get the fall of Atlantis. And I suspect that we had this high technology before. Chimera, Satyrs, 
uh, werewolves, centaurs, all those sort of strange creatures were probably uh, things that escaped the genetic labs in Atlantis prior to its sinking. Yeah. I mean, the enlightened and then, being... And then maybe they were sterile and that's why they don't exist now. Is that what... To finish that thought off? Possibly. Or maybe, you know, they raped humans and then they, they used the humans to make their vectors. I, d- I don't know how uh, our chimera reproduces if it does produce. And back to the racial thing, like, an enlightened being doesn't shit in the street, does he? <laughs> like, you know, to be blunt about it, you know, I mean... Well, I mean, they say you should like shit in a field or something, but if you're living in massive cities, well, back back to your back to your hob your your thought hobbit. We've spoken about this before, where a, a, a west a western man can you know be a scientist at work and then step into a ter- church and immediately be at one with spirituality. There's no need to sit on your head for three days and put your arm beyond, put your leg behind the back of your neck. Is there? It's we don't we don't we we can just access spirituality, can't we? Yeah, and there's no need to die at work because you're working like 18-hour shifts in a factory. And y- yoga spelt backwards is a goy as well. <laughs> that's a bit suspicious. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think yoga's satanic? Um... Yes. I-, I just think, why bother, really? You know, it's like, uh, I like Yuji uh, Krishnamurti. He- he- he's very crit- criticising of yoga and that. He's saying, like, we already are like perfectly balanced and happy. Like, why try to mess with it by sitting in like really awkward, uncomfortable positions to try and? We already are like in a state of grace if we just accept it and stop. I suppose like yoga, yeah. if you want to be simplistic about it, is stretching. And it's good but to do, do a think... bit of stretching, doing real proper exercise. Do you think it could be because the middle classes are so soulless? That's why I have to do things like yoga to try and. Well, it keeps people docile, doesn't it? If you've got, like, a million Indians sitting there contemplating their navels, that's a very good control system, isn't it? If you've got a couple of, like, British-backed gurus telling them to do this and that, it keeps the peace, doesn't it? You know. the, I think it's also another thing where, for whatever reason, middle-class men see themselves as inauthentic. So they go all around the world searching for a spirituality substitute, like ayahuasca in the Amazon. Or, you know, they'll go to a, a guru meditation retreat in the Himalayas. And yet, in their own doorstep, they don't realise. It's like, have you ever been to a cathedral? If you're not under experience, you experience that. Well, they're just a dusty old tomb. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's just a... Well, that's, also, that's what's put inside their minds, isn't it? That's that whole hippie CIA-backed mind control, isn't it? you got a bloody... Go to India and like don't don't be satisfied with your own heritage. Go to bloody India and bloody sit at the feet of the guru. He's probably going to rape your bloody wife. Yeah, you know, you really have sp- spiritual enlightenment whilst you've got amoebic dysentery. There's cat cows wandering through your bloody whatnots. Oh yeah, I found real spiritual enlightenment whilst I attended the holy Hindu celebration of. Smearing cow shit. <laughs> yeah, well, like well, looking at a cow's ass. Yeah, I was enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> or worshiping the local toilet. Yeah, the toilet shrine. <laughs> oh dear, we're we're getting further and further away from werewolves, aren't we? Well, I'll quickly get in. Like Montague Summers, one of my favourite like erudite writers, who was a an actual reverend in the uh, 
uh, that Catholic church that that isn't the Catholic church, but is, which I can't remember. What's it called? That ah, uh, oh, I can't think of it. But anyway, the Gnostic, uh, what, the the Epis, the, the Wandering Bishop Church is called something. I can't, I can't quite think of it. But is that the one that um, is that the one that Sean Bishop's a bishop of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Peter Lavender, who wrote the Necronomicon, he was a member of it as well. Yeah, can't think. I thought that was H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, well, it's, it's all sort of connected with it, isn't it? Like, it's just very strange. That was connected with the JFK assassination, strangely enough, as well. There was lots of those bishops, sort of around around that sort of thing as well. But very odd. But but he says that the oldest extant book in the Irish language, the Book of the Duncow. Was, which was compiled around 1100 AD. A lot of, pu- lot of pubs called the Duncow, isn't there? Is there really? Huh. Yeah, yeah. I've been, to, I've been to loads of about three or four pubs called the Duncow. There's one. There's one. In, there's one in rugby, and there's one in. There used to be one in Wellingborough as well. That's interesting. What the, what's the Duncow? I've, I've no idea actually. <laughs> <laughs> you keep talking. I'll, I'll try and well, find I mean, out anyway, what the Anyway, this book. This book apparently states that the Druids practiced the magic art of shape-shifting. And Summers adds another quote uh, concerning an interesting passage, which which is actually, quote, the learning of Gentilism, which enabled the Druids to shift into any shape. And now what the hell does he mean by the learning of Gentilism? Is that some sort of cross-fertilisation between like the peasants and the sort of gentleman university-educated people? like the. I find that interesting know. that the so-called shape-shifting ability is called gentilism. Yeah. Considering we know a certain tribe that likes to do a lot of shape-shifting and start a load of shitty posts with my fellow whites. It's kind of odd, isn't it? But mm. I'm not sure whether that had a, has got like an alternative because the the fairies were called the gent the gentry, weren't they? But, I don't, but gentry isn't gentile, is it? I don't think it's connected to that. But... Yeah, well, I'd have to look up what the definition of the word gentile is. I assumed it was a euphemism for goyim, but yeah, that's what case, I thought. Yeah. In which case, where did the word gentile come from? That's apparently what this book of the Duncow, written in 1100 AD, says that the Druids practiced the magical art of shape. Oh no, actually, that's that's a different book. He adds it on as it's a oh, book called Dun, Irish Dun means, Text. Dun means brown, <laughs> apparently in Gaelic. Ah, oh, the brown cow. Oh, yeah, there we go. Brown there's that, cow. There's that poem in there. How now, brown cow? Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's one of those speech things, isn't it? Back um, in my yeah. deportment, is it deportment? Alliteration. Uh, I th- yeah. Here we go again. But back in my dope smoking day, <laughs> back in my dope smoking. <laughs> when day, I was stoned. <laughs> I was at, so back on I Tuesday. Was, I was at this blues. You know blues party. Sorry, you know blues parties when when like. Lots of Rastafarians get together and they all get council houses, but one of them, one of them gets a council house and they move out into their mate's house. So there's like an empty council house, and they used to use them for like blues parties, which are basically dope smoking reggae parties. Which I have to confess were rather good. Some of them, but smoking I was a bit there. Of j- jazz cabbage. Well, the old ganja, yeah, but yeah. which I don't do anymore. I haven't done anything like that for for over twenty years, by the way, but. 
back back then, I overheard this Rastafarian talking of um, this island in Dominica that was colonised by um, the, the Spanish and the British and that, and uh, back in the 18th century. And apparently, on this island of uh, the Caribbean island of Dominica, there's this tradition that some of the elite class of these British invaders were like sorcerers who who were apparently seen to sort of shapeshift into various sort of creatures and then sort of like bite or basically bite and suck the blood of uh, blacks, black people on the islands. I don't know. That sounds like, oh, a, that, that sounds like a, 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 a another one of those... Um... One of those uh, uh, urban, the, uh, like... the missing paint, the missing penis. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like one of those, doesn't it? Here's a yeah, point. So it's a common trope, and the trope must come from somewhere that um, only weapon, silver weapons, can defeat a werewolf, right? And I've been thinking about this. Silver, especially if it's a colloidal silver, or even just silver on its own, is. Um, it's an antiseptic. It's a it's a broad spectrum antiseptic. Kills fungus, virus, and uh, bacteria. Uh, so if you've got silver cutlery, uh, they'll always be clean. Same with uh, any copper containing uh, cutlery as well. And yet copper is not mentioned, is it? What if the lycanthropy, um, as they call it, what if that's some sort of like disease which infects people that are susceptible to it? And therefore, when you use silver on them, it kills them because it kills the disease. Because the old, you've got silver spoon weapons. in their mouth, isn't it? Born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Yeah, they used to put silver spoons in babies' mouths, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, well, it's also the, the oh, other part. The other part of this is with uh, vampires, which I'm sure we'll do at some point. Vamp, vamp, uh, mirrors used to be silver backed, didn't they? Ah. Before they use whatever chemical they use now, so vampires couldn't be seen in mirrors. I, d- I always wondered whether that was because mir- mirrors used to be silver backed. I wonder. Uh, maybe only there's, posh there's people more. could have. Only yeah. posh people maybe. could have mirrors, couldn't they? Because they were really expensive. Yeah, there would have been. Well, yeah, they? because you had to get a flat piece of silver, and you'd have to polish it um, in order for it to be a mirror finish. Whereas modern mirrors, in fact, modern mirrors, you, they're still silver, or some are aluminium, but you get a a, a plain, plain mirror, you put silver nitrate on it, and you end up with like a micron thick layer of silver on the glass, and that's what you see. Um, I do wonder about that. And actually, I, I wonder, in regards to um, uh, werewolves being susceptible to silver, if it is some sort of infection, because to me, uh, the process, it sounds painful. It's described as painful. Well, lycanthropy is a, is a recognised mental disease. I don't know if it's called, caused by some sort of virus or something. Well, you showed me that video, didn't you, of, um, what's his name? Bill, Bill Ramsey, yeah. Yeah, I did mean... that turn out to be true? I didn't watch the end of it when they discussed it and said whether it was true or not. I think that's up in the air, I think. I think... He certainly looked like a bloody werewolf to me. I mean, he looks... You, you wouldn't want to leave your kids with him babysitting, would you? I mean, he looks like a friggin' werewolf, didn't he? Or, <laughs> or a sort of hairdo-well, at least, didn't he? Hmm. There's, there's congenital porphyria, isn't it, when, when people grow grow like grow excessive hair and have very, very bright eyes and reddish-brown teeth. 
that's that that may be some something like that like some that might be caused by some sort of virus i mean i don't know what causes these things like you know those those people in the, in those books of freaks where they all got like hairy faces and like dog dog like faces i mean yeah the dog boy was was a regular in the freak yeah, show yeah. wasn't he well this is why i'm starting to wonder when you're saying like vampires don't have a reflection in the mirror and uh and if it's a silver mirror there must be something to silver that's more than just the, the sort of exoteric, oh, yeah, it's uh, antiseptic. Yeah. There's something about it which, um, which is like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Unless, unless these myths, unless these myths, myths come about because they're just like uh, kind of tales, tales to help you remember what to use for what. It could Oslin of Albion says silver is also linked to the moon, also called moon metal. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, garlic's antiseptic, isn't it? And gar- vampires don't like garlic. And uh, I, I read wow. some. I read somewhere that World War One soldiers used to dip the tips of their bullets in garlic because apparently, if garlic's all right, so long as it doesn't get into your bloodstream. But if it gets into your bloodstream, it turns into a poison. Sort of. But I, but, I wouldn't know about that. I mean, yeah. the thing is, with with the bullets, um, the main thing you've got to worry about. Is the mud which gets into the wounds that that's where you get the infections from? Yeah, that'd but, be pretty nasty. Yeah, here's the thing. So, um, oh, Austin of Albion, oh, yeah, I've already mentioned that bit. Um, some people like to compare um, vampires to a certain long nosed tribe, but I can tell you now, they don't have any aversion to garlic, they do have an aversion to mint. And uh, do you know how I know this? Go on. Um, this was some original research done by a YouTube channel called... Am I allowed to promote other YouTube channels, or is this, like, is this verboten? <laughs> well, as long, as, long as, you don't, as long as you don't encourage people to go and, go and watch it right now. <laughs> okay, guys, don't watch it right now, but after the show you can watch it, because he streams 24 hours a day. It's called Lolly Socks, and um, he's done um, a stream a few weeks ago where he was looking up ice cream flavours in Israel, and mint is not available. It seems like mint is just not sold there for whatever reason. And they obviously don't make like a show of it, like saying mint is illegal in Israel. It's just like no one in Israel wants mint for some reason. So there they you don't go. like mint. Ah. No, they don't. So you keep sprigs, sprigs, sprigs of mint around you to keep annoying people at bay. Mint's quite a European, white European sort of condiment, isn't it? Really. Mint's great. I we love, love mint, love... don't we? Oh, mint's great. Yeah, it's mint. amazing. Love a mint sauce. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I'm a vegetarian, but yeah, I, I oh. can appreciate it, yeah. I, I, put, <laughs> I, put, I, I put it on my... I put, I put mint sauce on my cheese on toast. Okay. Oh, okay, I could see that. <laughs> I um, two, two days ago, I, uh, I was having a mint and pomegranate uh, smoothie, and that was quite nice. Uh, I think fresh, condom, fresh condiments are better than the actual food. Oh, if you have, if you have a if you have a plug plug for our sponsor, but Subway. But I went for a Subway and they had the they do a lip, uh, you know, the Lipton iced tea. They do yeah. one, they do one of those. They, they do a mint and something. One of those that was really nice. I thought we were going to get Power Tools as our sponsor. Where or did we try mattresses? I think I think we're I think we're just a bit too a bit too off the uh, reservation for for Bosch. 
Cog. I could do with the bo- I could do with some Bosch stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe we could uh, get a sponsorship from Matika then. <laughs> Makita. <laughs> Hey, so if if ever you guys are looking for you know a good angle grinder or a mitre saw, I can I can recommend uh, Makita Tools. They've never let me down. They've got an interchangeable eighty volt battery pack. You can use it with all sorts of different tools, and um, they're really great. I mean, you, one battery does a hundred different jobs. So Makita Tools is the way to go. Yeah, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Makita, for for. Uh... Giving us foot foot fifty thousand pounds each for that advert. Yeah, and great also, company. Great company. Yeah. Good lads. And I, I want to say we, we're doing a competition now. So if you can mention, uh, we we got a competition right. So one is that vampires. No, sorry, not vampires. We're doing werewolves today. What yeah. is it that werewolves are are vulnerable to? Is it a garlic, b silver, <laughs> or c the Makita eighteen volt? <laughs> High speed steel drill bit hammer system. Silver tipped, oh. silver, silver yeah. tipped. Oh, we already mentioned silver. So yeah, distant, distant post- thoughts. Yeah. What's the promo code, Hobbit? Uh, so what you do is is you put your answers on the postcard and you send it to Makita Power Tools UK Limited, saying I was listening to fourteen words. I always have to make sure to get the show <laughs> yeah, no, correct. You keep calling it time fourteen times, don't you? <laughs> And if and what you do is you do it, and, and the lucky the lucky winner will be drawn from a hat, and you could win yourself a brand new Makita hammer drill with the eighteen volt lithium ion battery system. I assume it's eighteen volts, could be twelve volts. But um, I know another power tool company which we're not sponsored by uses an eighteen volt system. So, so uh, yeah, I quite, I quite like I quite like the ten point eight because they're perfect for my work. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Um, but answers in a postcard, and the lucky contestants will be drawn on the 27th of the 12th month of 2019. All co- uh, contestants must be over 18 years of age and must reside and within the Republic of Ireland. Must be, must be over the age of 88 and, and, accompany, and accompanied by a parent. Yeah, and you, you must uh, reside within the Republic of Ireland or the United Kingdom. Only one entry per applicant. So there you go. Back to the show. While, while we're on the subject of websites you're not allowed to look at right now, that there's a woman called Deborah Hatswell who, who runs the British Bigfoot Research Group, the BBR, and she's pretty good. She's 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 making a map, or she's made a map of all the UK sightings of werewolves and dogmen and that. So if you want to look in, you're not allowed to look at it now, but look at it after the show if you want to yeah. sort of. Go hunting for werewolves, which I don't recommend. Unless, unless you're watching a replay, then you can just pause it and go elsewhere. What about this mysterious werewolf killed in Montana? Oh, have, yeah. Have you, you got the to, image for that? Should we talk about that one? I can stick that up. Uh, yeah, I'll put it up. Is that, that an image or that, a video? There's an, Im- there's an image. Now it's a still image. It oh, I don't know. That looks a bit special effects warehouse to me. I don't know. I was quite excited. What do you think, Hobbit? That? I can't see it. It's not uh, there. Oh, it should be shown on the stream. I on think you should right refer now. to me when my microphone's muted because I was trying to be quiet. I'm making a lot of noise at the moment. All okay. right, yeah. with, you, with your re- brand new Makita power drill. What do you think of this then, chat? That looks like a werewolf to me. Fuck it out. That's a werewolf, man. It's fucking big. I'll tell you that much. They don't know what it is at the moment. That probably is like a weird wolf sort of mutant, but because I suppose if it was a werewolf, that'd turn back into a bloke, wouldn't it? 
when you shoot them, I suppose. Yeah, because I, I remember reading, reading, it's an old story, isn't it, where the hunter was out hunting, came across a wolf and chopped its paw off. Mm. So he followed the followed the blood trail to finish it off, and he and he followed it back to like the like the local witch's hut, and she had an arm missing. That's that's why I think werewolves are some sort of like astral being, because I suppose, I don't I'm not an expert, but if I was out in my astral body in the shape of a wolf and someone cut my paw off, would would that sort of injure me my physical body, like laying in my bed, sort of thing? And maybe that's where this comes from. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think that'd be too too good, would it? If you're like a we- if I was a werewolf running around in my sort of astral body, which does happen. I've I've seen people in that in their astral bodies before. But if you if you beat up the astral body, does that sort of repercussion? Do you get repercussions on your physical body? I don't know. Yeah, you do because anything which affects the energetic body also affects the physical body. So uh, I think that would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you get those people I, with the uh, phantom pain, don't you? When they phantom have amp- limbs, yeah. Yeah, they have an amputated limb, don't they? And they still have pain or itchiness in it, don't they? That's what the other kin say, don't they? Those uh, other kin people, they say that... You're not, because, about fur- you're not talking about furries, are you? The furries, they wear those tails, don't they? They wear those fake fur tails in oh, yeah. public because they think they're wolves. But they say, like, because we oh, have... They're more than furries. They call themselves other kin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I am a werewolf trapped inside a man's <laughs> yeah. body, a fat man's body, a fat autistic man's body who happens to be ugly. <laughs> but but they, they, that's, their, yeah. that's their whole shtick, though, isn't it? But they say, like, because we have, like, phantom limb... Uh, phenomena that means that we're sort of we can become werewolves because if you can have a phantom limb, why not have a phantom whole body of a wolf and uh, mooch about? I suppose I don't know. That sort of makes sense, doesn't it? That sort of makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, 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 uh, werewolf theories. So, so you got um, what do you think is the more likely? Do you think? Um... So you've got lycanthropy like where someone's just mental and they act out as a wolf. You've also got the uh, was it is it the skinwalkers that turn their skin inside out, and the inside that's of their it. skin's got fur on it. That's the Native Indians, yeah. Yeah, that's the Native Americans. And then you've got um, the other theory, which is just the turns into a wolf. Yeah, this gets really woo-woo with the whole um, uh, werewolf thing because. Um... It's like, it's, it's, oh, see, I'm desperately bluffing here while I follow my notes, but I can't, I can't follow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my is, God. This is, are we, we going to get a Sony for this one, are we? In the podcasting awards. Well, so I think like, like what I said before, like that, those French blokes, the Henry Bouguet and Henry Bouguet and... Pierre Delancre, oh, they said that like Bouguette. Bouguette. <laughs> oh, give me any, any of those words to read, and I'll, I'll read them, and I'll, I'll make it proper froggy. Yeah, B-O- Hobbit's our local fr- francophile. B o g u e t. Baguette. Ah, Bourget. Oh, That's Bouguette. probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they claim that like werewolves are witches. Witches transform themselves into werewolves at the Sabbath, so they're obviously like. They're not transforming themselves physically because there's not going to be enough. There's the mono, molecule factor, isn't it? Like, if I turned into a wolf, I'm going to lose loads of molecules, aren't I? So, like, when I turn back again, 
there's not going to be enough molecules to turn back into a physical human, is there? So well, it's got to be an astral thing, isn't it? An astral it, it, sort of thing. It's more, more than just the matter. I mean, when, when you talk about the energetic body, one of the things which I thought about um, 10 years ago, I, 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 my, my specialty is medical science, if anyone's wondering. And I just thought to myself, yeah, it's very interesting because we're doing stem cells at the time. And I thought, yeah, it's very interesting that, that you know, you, you put this stem cell next to a tissue and it'll take on the property of that tissue. But what is it in the body which says, all right, you, you, you're kidney tissue. No, no, you're not kidney tissue. You're going to be a capillary in that. You're not capillary. You're a, a nephron and your connective tissue you're the border of the kidney well how do you tell that because there's no like um there's nothing in the dna which says it so my suspicion is that the dna is uh is a receiver and transmitter of information not just chemical but electromagnetic and these um uh you've got an energetic skeleton and in the energetic skeleton is what the tissues build itself on. So when you're shape-shifting from like a uh, human female form to a wolf, werewolf form or bat or whatever it is, it's a, it's a skeleton which is, you know, just shape-shift from one to the other. So um, like, and the reason I say that is because if you're controlling this body, you have to be able to control the limbs. And so therefore... It can't just be completely alien. I don't think someone can transform into an octopus or a spider or a squid because it's too alien. How do you coordinate all those limbs? But you can uh, transform into, say, a bat or a horse or a, or a wolf because they've also got four limbs and therefore it's quite easy to control them. So likewise, if part of that uh, body is chopped off or damaged, when you transform back, because... The attack happened to your energetic skeleton, then it will affect all all shapes you take on. So yeah, I well suspect that I probably voodoo works on a similar basis to this as well. It's like when it goes down to the subatomic, well not the subatomic, but the microscopic level. I mean, bacteria. Apparently, if you cut a bacteria in half, the missing half grows back, doesn't it? Unless I've read that wrong. But well, that's it's just certainly totally freaky, isn't it? It's certainly true of earthworms, and the fact is, the way um, uh, bacteria reproduce asexually is through fission. So, if if you cut a bacteria in half, effectively, now this is the thing when you cut because you've got um, a bacteria is a uh, hang on, uh, I, I don't want this because you've got prokaryotic cells and you've got eukaryotic cells, and eukaryotic cells are more more interesting. They they got. They've got a lot more things going on inside them. The prokaryotic cells are quite basic. Um, but even, does a prokaryotic cell have a nucleus? Because I'm thinking if you've got, if you've just like cough a bit of a cell and all you've got in there is a bit of plasma and nothing else, then all you've just done is you've made that bacteria, bacterium, a bit smaller. But if you cut it right half down in the middle, could that reproduce? I mean, it has to because that's how fission works. So yes, that would happen. Yeah, you, that's you're really right. strange. That's Sorry, really strange. I, I, I had to think about that. That's that's the problem with that education. It makes my brain slower. But, but what you were saying about exoskeleton sort of thing, like perhaps mm. like some sort of like demonic entity could not not sort of hijack the astral body, but actually, say there's a witch doing a ritual. Could some yeah. sort of demon like just like 
actually surround the witch like an exoskeleton, not like well, possess it, but really surround thinking. it. Well, possession really possession victims that. are supposed to have like are, are supposed to be able to do like really weird things, aren't they? Well, they got strength like ten men in that. Yeah, and they're really really flexible, aren't they? Because we we again back to that story we heard about the werewolf of uh, the werewolf is South End werewolf, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Bill 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 Ramsey. Yeah. yeah, basically, what what happened to him, Hobbit, was uh, he used to go and get locked up down the police station when he felt one of his episodes going on, and uh, mm. one time, one time, he, he managed to get his head and arm outside out, outside the uh, prison cell uh, flap. The you know the flap they passed. Flap, yeah. yeah, the one they flap. Did uh, did you did you hear this bit? That's, that's incredible. And, he got his yeah. shoulder, he got his head and his shoulder through, didn't he? And his yeah. arm. And he was and arm, he was attacking people. I want to say uh, uh, zero. What you said then actually ties into the story we're talking about first of all. And I'm I'm reading it now. The actual proper story about how masturbation opens spiritual portals. Um, so I, I'll, I'll read. Actually, in fact, shall I read the proper article instead of like the feminist reading? Yeah. yeah. Because it's not too long. So, people who cannot control the urge to masturbate or watch pornography are almost always played with a sexual devil, maybe more than one. Uh, in the world of the spirit and according to Jesus Christ, the sexual thought is the same as the sexual act. And that's in Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 28. When we use the powerful force of imagining something as if it were real, we are actually attracting that which we imagine into physical being. When we imagine having sex with another via masturbation, we're actually summoning the power of the spirit realm to manifest the thing we're imagining. I mean, this is true of things which are not related to masturbation, because that is what the act of creation is. Um, We've all heard about the law of attraction by now, made popular from books and movies like The Secret. Well, the law of attraction also works with sexual imaginings. There are such things as sex demons, and the danger in masturbating is that one could inadvertently summon a sex demon to attach itself to you through the act of masturbating. And once that demon attaches, it is difficult to get it to leave. It will drive you to masturbate, even when you don't want to. You'll be hit with urges to play with yourself so powerful that only an orgasm will allow you some temporary relief. In worst case scenarios, the one demon may gather other unclean spirits to itself, it's also attached to your life. That way it can wrap you tighter in its web of control, making it that much more difficult for you to get free, and many never do. And then he quotes here Matthew's uh, chapter 12, verse 43 to 45. By engaging in those acts of sexual impurity, you're giving such evil spirits legal access into your life, and they will remain, causing untold personal pain, guilt and shame, until the more powerful force of Jesus Christ is used against them to expel them from your life for good. And it says, see Luke 8.29, Luke 9.39 and verse 42, Galatians 15.19-21, 2 Corinthians 6, chapter 6, 17-18. So I I wanted to mention that because about uh, spiritual bodies, um, energetic skeletons was the term I, I think I used. Yeah, Things which aren't you can attach themselves to you, and they can leach your energy. And I well believe that. I think I think the act of masturbation uh, card. I even had to talk with this with my worker at work. He started it, by the way, not me. He was talking about tantric sex and how he's been practicing orgasm without coming, 
and he says he feels a lot more energetic for it. I'm just like, that. that's great, but could you um, carry on with your work whilst I write this invoice, please? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I really like these, these sort of conversations. They're definitely the sort of thing which, um, by the way, I'm going to get him to listen to this tomorrow if he turns up to work. He did say he was going to book some time off. But um, I'm not mentioning you by name, so don't worry. Don't, don't feel embarrassed. Yeah, I think... <laughs> This whole werewolf thing, it's all like this glamour and fascination, isn't it? I think these witches get worked up. They get so worked up. and that Because I well, think the whole actually, of witchcraft is glamour and fascination, well, it's, isn't it? It's, it's, it's casting glamour, isn't it? It's funny you talk about witches and werewolves because um, during, um, during the 15th right the way up to the 18th century, there were actually joint witch and werewolf trials. Uh, these In were France, most, yeah. And Switzerland as well. What, what is now Switzerland, it says. Uh, accusations of lycanthropy, transformation into wolf, were mixed with accusations of wolf riding or wolf charming. In 1598, the, the case of Peter Stump led to a significant peak in both interest and persecution of supposed werewolves, primarily, primarily in French-speaking and German-speaking Europe. Werewolf trials reached Estonia in the 17th century and would become the most common form of witch trial in that country. The phenomenon persisted longest in Bavaria and Austria, with persecution of wolf charmers persisting until well after 1650, the final cases being recorded in the early 18th century in Carinthia and Styria. Yeah, Peter Stump was a right nutcase, yeah. He, he actually claimed to be a werewolf, didn't he? He had that magic belt made from a pelt of a wolf, and he'd put it on before he did his dastardly deeds. Yeah, he's a right nutcase, yeah. Well, I've actually got... Um, I, found, I found a webpage that's got the five the five most famous histori historical counts of werewolf sightings. Uh, so it starts with, with Peter Stubb, the, the werewolf farmer of Bedburg in 1589, According to Peter Stubb, a farmer in, in the Rhineland lived just outside the town of Bedburg during a time when there was a huge amount of political and religious upheaval. The part of Germany where Stubb lived had been laid waste during the Clone War between Catholics and Pro Protestants. Now citizens Did you say Clone War? Clone War, yeah. Oh, co Clone not clone, War. Not Clone War, this isn't Star Wars. <laughs> I was just going to say, what, was the Mandalorian a, a Baptist? <laughs> <laughs> now citizens of this town were being killed and rumours began to circulate, circulate about a wolf-like creature roaming around killing both people and, lime, and livestock uh, it was described as greedy strong and mighty with eyes great and large which the night sparkled unto brands of fire a mouth great and wide and the most sharp and cruel teeth a huge body and mighty paws I'm almost tempted to put this in the chat, but um, Hemi, I've, I've put a link from uh, Mac Major's website into the 14 Times Telegram group. And all I want to say uh, to the chat, if we don't talk about it, is none of us are perfect. We're all human beings and we all make mistakes. So, right, so they, 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 attempt, they attempted for several, several years to capture and capture and kill him, but no success. But in 1589, a group of men tracked the creature and circled it with their dogs. When the hunters closed in, they found not a wolf, but Stubb. It's, clear, it's not clear whether the townsman actually saw Stubb transform or if he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Bless you, my child. Cousin tight. Atisue. 
Is he going for free time? I always think it's greedy when someone sneezes more than twice. <laughs> do, you, do you know why? Do you know why you bless someone when they sneeze? Yeah, because you don't want their soul to leave them. No, it's well, oh. yeah, sort of, because they actually believe that when you sneezed, the the soul left the body for a short for a couple of seconds, and in that time, it could have been um, taken over by a spirit. <laughs> Yeah, a- Africans believe that when you fart, you're expelling demons, don't they? <laughs> it's a sort of the sort of like um, the, uh, uh, the well, not it, the parallel it, to that. But the, if, if, if you had a bad curry, then you certainly are. <laughs> I think the missus would agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Beelzebub? Uh, <laughs> Wor- like, worse than him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> stick, stick a roll of toilet roll in the fridge if you're going to have a curry. That's like a good <laughs> So Stubb Stub was tortured and confessed to killing one man, two pregnant women and 13 children. According to a pamphlet, pamphlet circulating in London the next year, he further told his captors that he made a pact with the devil and when he was 12 years old, exchanged his soul for various, various otherworldly pleasures. Oh, uh, here's the thing. Um, I, I will relate this to to the chat I had. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was yeah, it was yesterday. Sorry, just so much happened that week. It's um, hard to think what day happened when. Um, but apparently, uh, Lucifer was incarnated two thousand years before Christ and appeared to the Japanese as one of their emperors and gave them lots of knowledge about music and society and technology and all that, which probably explains why the, the Chinese people are so. So small, small sold. Maybe the Chinese at one point were like better than what they are, but Lucifer just um, brought them down. Well, it's, well, it's it's devil. funny. It's funny because when when Jesus was in the desert, the the devil offered him the the kingdoms of the world, didn't he? Yeah, because the devil rules this world, and Jesus never said, "No, that's a load of bollocks, mate. You don't rule anything." It's just it was accepted. Like, yeah, this, is, this is my dad's. This is my dad's gaff. You can't offer me it. He never said yeah, that, that, did he? No, no, he didn't. I mean, you'd think that would probably be the most easiest thing to say, but it, the devil does rule this world, and um, he ruled China, uh, which I thought was interesting because I've never heard that story before. And I mentioned, I mentioned the devil is because you just talked about it in this article. Um, Robert Johnson, who was one of those famous blues musicians, he sold his soul to the devil for fame and notoriety. And he, he met him at a crossroads. Well, Lucifer is the angel of music. So, yeah. All music is of the devil. Do not listen to music. Well, so Stubb didn't feel this was enough incentive on its own, so Satan gave him a belt that allowed him to turn into a wolf. He used it to commit any number of atrocities, including incest, murder, and cannibalism. Wait, wait. As a wolf, you're committing yeah. incest? Yeah, when I thought wolf, that was a bit it? of a weird one to put in there. <laughs> It's, I don't get. I don't get how incest really fits into that one. Wait. So does that mean like he he's um, whilst a wolf he's found a sheep wolf and they've had wolf cubs and then he's fucking the wolf cubs or does he mean like he's got like sons and daughters which are human and then has sex with them as a wolf or in sister? Case, is that inc- is, yeah or sister? Is that incest or is that bestiality? Well, anyway, it, it, it ended quite well for him because he was ex- to, executed on October 31st, 1589. Horribly and gruesomely, he was lashed to a wheel while the flesh was torn from him with heated pincers. All his limbs were broken, he was de- decapitated, and as a final step, his body was burned. 
His mistress and daughter were all also accused of incest. Oh, it was daughter then. Mistress and daughter were also accused of incest and were burned alive. Stubbs' head was mounted on the body of a wolf and set in public as a warning to others who might be consi- might be considering lycanthropy. Giles Garnier, the werewolf on the doll. <laughs> of doll, <laughs> not on the doll. <laughs> the werewolf on the rock and roll. He sold the soul to the devil and went on the rock and roll. Bloody hell, I've just come up with a theory. I'm going to get another drink and I'll come back. I've just come up with a theory mm. about the werewolves. Hang on. Go on. Let, let, let's let's hear this wisdom before he gets. No, no, he's gone to get a drink. Do, uh, do Giles, oh. Giles Garnier. Oh, that's yeah, not Giles. Yeah. That's um, Gillies, and it is it French. Uh, oh wait, is is this a French bloke? I'm looking at the YouTube page, but have you got this article up on um, the, the uh, chat? I think I, I think I've, it's Vintage News. It's oh vin- Vintage News. Oh yeah, it? here we go. Yeah, I'll put it. In so there. I can, I can look at it myself because the the YouTube yeah. chat is a bit um, blurry. So, um, uh, oh yeah, French Charles. So, Gilles Garnier, Garnier, uh, the werewolf of Dolay. Uh, Werewolves.com reports that Gilles Garnier lived outside the French town of Dolay and was essentially an ermite. They say a hermit, but I think if you got H, it can be, say, an hermit. A while after Garnier's uh, residence began, children from the town began to disappear or to turn up dead mutilated and dissected um, local law authorities concluded it must be the work of a werewolf and encouraged the citizenry to be on the lookout for and to hunt the wolf a group of men from near Dole were doing just that when they spotted what appeared to be a werewolf looming over the body of a child when they came close enough they saw it wasn't a wolf it was the hermit Garnier likely after torture he confessed at his trial, saying that he'd been visited by the ghost or demon, which given him an ointment that would turn him into a wolf. Well, it happened to run out just as the villagers got near. Mm, mm. Um, he confessed to killing and eating several children and ventured into the woods, and said he shared the meat with his wife. Garnier was found guilty of witchcraft and lycanthropy, and was burned at the stake. There was a couple of bad blokes called uh, Gilles... Is it Gilles or whatever? Because there's that uh, there's that French serial killer. Is it Gilles de, Gilles de Ray? Is it Gilles de Ray? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because he he said when when he was killed by the guillotine that he was looking forward to hearing the blood gushing from the stump. Was yeah. he? He's a right piece of work, Gilles de Ray. Mm. Yeah. Fuck it all. I wonder why these werewolves are going for children. Why aren't they going for sheep? Or is it just that the ones that go for sheep don't really get the same sort of notoriety? so that this could actually happen fairly commonplace, because you know there's been a spate of um, sheep mutilation going on recently. Yeah, yeah so some of it's happened in Northamptonshire, hasn't it? It's like oh. pentag- pentagram spray painted on the bodies, weren't it? It's like... Uh... So it, maybe, I mean, there's some sort of... Weird, could there be some sort of werewolf cult, maybe? I was going to say, you've got a werewolf which is trying to... But the thing is, I mean, if children were to go disappearing these days, people would just assume, you know, it was some sort of kebab gang that was just, you know, <laughs> raping them and turning them into a donomy. <laughs> so no one would suspect them of being werewolves. What if What if all these, these sex gangs are actually just to cover so these werewolves can continue eating people, children, and, you know, just getting away with it, and blaming it 
on the poor innocent Paki strangers who just want to come to this country and share their delicious meat. So in fact, what if we were racist for no good reason? And it turns out this was all an insidious plot by werewolves. You know what? I think we might have learned something today. Because yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at this Mac Miller site. I've got I keep calling him Mac Miller. He's Mac Mayer. He's, <laughs> he's that he's, comedian, isn't he? Mac no Mac he Miller does. Mac Miller's Mac Miller's the uh, the Jewish the Jewish singer who topped himself, isn't he? Oh, okay. Appar- so, no, apparently this, this... apparently Mac Miller's um last video he did the um is it the Illuminati ritual of whatever it was where it, rebirth or re or rebury his his last video is in, he was in a in a um coffin well i'm, I'm just, sorry for just new to me yeah i'm sorry for mentioning that name because mac mayer from the eden decoded thing i want to say now and i i mean he's opened my eyes to a lot of things here especially about like how demons possess you during masturbation that's why you get all these weird like uh, fantasies which are just not right now uh, he's got a book out. It's PDF format only, so you have to take it to a printer's. But for twenty dollars, you can own the book called Negrophobia. Negrophobia is the book that racists and white supremacists don't want you to read. It's a book that opened your mind like never before. And I'm, I'm wondering if he's come to the same conclusion I am that in fact it's not packy rape gangs which are killing and eating children. It is in fact werewolves, and they're blaming packies on it because you know always blame the outsider. So we never looked to our own. And like, what's going on with corner shops? You know, like um, they're Some quite of them are in the middle of the road. What's the? What's the? <laughs> well, cor- corners are where demons appear, aren't they? Like, and and they're all like taken over the corner shops of Britain, aren't they? Are they opening oh, portals yeah. or something? You know. Well, they they got port- portals open at twenty four hours a day in petrol stations. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> I mean, there's just something, you know, in the world where we can say the Chinese are materialistic, the Indians are spiritual, the Europeans are magic, but the Pakistanis, my God, I mean, it's like them and petrol go together like peas in a pod. Well, and sort of like, if I can, I can segue this into like, if if they are werewolves, like killing all these sheep and like the odd child, like when you think about it, like a werewolf... He's a serial killer, isn't he? Like the werewolf. Yeah. And um, Charles Manson, I remember an interview with him. He said he was spiritually allied to the wolf. So maybe there is a whole sort of like dark underbelly to all this. Well, I suppose it's pretty dark anyway if you're a werewolf. You know? I mean, it's not exactly. Wasn't, wasn't there an F- SS squadron or something, the werewolves, wasn't there? The werewolf order, yeah. The paramilitaries, yeah. Mm. Sort of stay behind, not stay behind armies, but yeah, they were like, like, da- like Dad's army, but with better clothes. I got the, I got oh. the, I got the book to the werewolf group. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Operation Werewolf was supposed yeah. to be like a guerrilla warfare campaign if Germany lost, and its, it's plan was if? to set up. Uh, yeah, his plan was to set up a European Union with Germany being the head of it, and to import infinity Negroes from Africa. <laughs> So that people would understand that I don't know what um, they'd be fighting the Negroes instead of the Germans. <laughs> so I think I might, by the end of this, convince myself that they're actually satanic Nazi death cults, and it was never the four by twos or, or the mechanical diggers. <laughs> but when you think Christ. when you think about it, like like if you see like if we're going to say sort of like lycanthropy is sort of satanic, God reversed. 
does reverse to dog, doesn't it? And uh, mm. like dog, and dog, dog is our creation because before wolf was God's creation, but we created dog. I think you're onto something there. Have we got but... dog DNA inside us? Or... Well, some women have got a lot of dog DNA. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Hey, just just as a segue, but I got to mention this because you know, seeing as I'm saying, I'm ironically saying satanic Nazi death cults, but. I had a dream about Alex Jones this morning and I was shaking his hand and thanking him for what he'd done. And he was sort of like talking about workout regimen. He's like, do you lift? Do you lift? And I was like, well, uh, if you get on my back, I can squat you. So I squatted Alex Jones 10 times. And he's he's not a slight man, he is. He's quite, he's quite big. <laughs> it's, it's not an uncommon hobbit, uh, uncommon problem, Hobbit. You're insane. <laughs> yeah, but why do you have a dream about Alex Jones? I haven't thought about him in years. Did you wake up and your pajamas were all sticky, Hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, jokes on you! I sleep in the nude. <laughs> I I always sleep fully clothed in case I have to like jump into action. I haven't had to do it yet, but. I, I, think, that, yeah. I, I think if I needed to jump into action, being stuck bollock naked, waving a poker at someone, <laughs> yeah. it's probably going to be quite disconcerting. <laughs> it certainly make a demon think twice if they if they come to take you away. I just need to remind myself, like if ever there's someone that comes into the house like three in the morning and it's like, oh, I've come to burgle you, I just chase them with a poker and be like naked and, and you wang her out. Yeah, just, just, just all showing at the top of my voice, and of course the fear is giving me a full mass direction. What the fuck? <laughs> that must have happened, mustn't it? Like, well, I mean, it's, it's got to be like the, the best sort of like you know thing to like startle someone that's intruding on your house. It's just to approach them naked and just the, the challenge of what the fuck. And, you know, it's because you can sort of say, oh, yeah, you know, I was tired and I wasn't thinking straight. And so I came to, you know, I meant to say, want to fuck with me, but, you know. <laughs> is, is that like the, when, when a woman's being raped, they should shout fire instead? Is that, is it a similar sort of, <laughs> is it a, is it a similar sort of theory to that, is it? It's a non secondary. I mean, if you just say something that confuses them. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, apparently, if a woman sh- shouts "help, help, I'm being raped, raped," she's actually less likely to get help. So apparently, the thinking is Wait. that instead they shout "fire," which means someone's more likely to respond. What if she shouted out the N word, and then the police <laughs> could come and arrest her? But in order to arrest her, they'd have to take the assailant off of her. Yeah, but they'd let him off because she was ra- she racially abused him. Yeah, but then you know, what if like. But at least she'd stop getting raped. <laughs> and she could say, well, as a woman, I should be allowed to not be arrested for saying the N-word. And then the police were like, yeah, you're right, uh, pussy class, you're free to go. <laughs> well, rapists are partial werewolves, aren't they? They're like halfway there to the sort of like total bestial sort of like caveman well they're actually if you if you want to if you want to bring it back around to hobbit hobbit's point they're they they've been taken over by the sexual demon haven't they that's the bestial lust isn't it it's yeah just, yeah i mean no. they've literally gone to the point where it's like 
you know, they've stopped considering the consequences of I could go to prison for a long time for this into a case of like, yeah, demons are controlling me, turning me into a puppet. Cummies now. <laughs> Cummies rape, immediately. Rape. I've never understood rapists and that. I mean, I thought like, God, if you're that fucking, if you're that fucking obsessed with having a shag, I mean, why not just, no, I know I don't, I don't agree with masturbation, but you know, why not just have a wank? I mean, why are they so fucking... Well, well, it's, well appa- I mean, apparently a lot of it, a lot of it's not actually about the the um, it's not about the sex sex at all, is it? It's about sort it's, the power. It's the, the power. power. Yeah. It's the yeah. Yeah, because I was just going to say maybe it's a thing of like the sex demons are just like oh we've we've had our fun with this this one now, so let's just get him to do something really destructive. Yeah, let's do a rape. That'll that'll do it. Mm. But this whole like becoming a monster thing, like the ancient Egyptians and I think the ancient Babylonians as well, like when you die, like the gates to the higher dimensions, they're all guarded by terrible monsters, aren't they? Just that'll rip you uh, to Cerber- shreds. If- well, we're talking about Cerber- wolves. You got Cerberus, haven't you? The uh, is it two-headed, three-headed, many-headed? Oh, I'm thinking of Hydra. Um, so maybe like. To bypass these guardian monsters, you have to become a monster yourself, like a werewolf, and then you go straight through, sort of thing. They don't notice you. They, they think you're one of them. And you can just go straight straight to, like, um, Nirvana or something. I don't know. Well, back to werewolves. What about uh, another another French bloke? I mean, what is, what is it about the French and being werewolves? They seem to have a real... Seems to be a bit of a thing of theirs, doesn't it? According to Mental really? Floss, what information known about Jacques Roulet comes from an 1865 account from Sabine Baring Gould. Uh, reportedly in 1598, some men came upon the mutilated body of a boy in the woods. Uh, two wolves were spotted tearing at the body, but took off as men approached. The men pursued the wolves and following their bloody tracks until they lost them. At the same time, the men the men spotted Roulet, bl- bloody, half-naked and crouching in the woods nearby. Roulet was captured and arrested. He confessed to the murder and said that he had a salve that turned him into a wolf. He further said the boy wasn't, wasn't his first such crime and he had killed and eaten others. Roulet's confession was unusual in, in, in that there's no evidence that he gave it under torture. He made no claims to witchcraft or of having a made, made a deal with the devil. He was convicted of murder, cannibalism and lycanthropy and was sentenced to death. His case was appealed though and he ended up being determined feeble-minded. He was instead sentenced to undergo religious education for two years and sent to an, an, an asylum. Hmm. What, a re-education camp? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, May I just say that... Um... Uh, by the way, spoilers if you haven't played Kingdom Come Deliverance, so I'm going to be talking about a bit of that. Um, there is a, an element. Uh, there's a there's a there's a question in one of parts of the game where uh, there is a salve which is given to these women, and they take it because they want to summon the devil to have sex with them. And the women take it. They smear the salve over you, so you start hallucinating. <laughs> And then um, when you come to, the women have changed into the forms of a chicken, a mare, and a cow, and you can choose to have sex with one of them. That sounds wholesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the great, the great thing about that is, and again, spoilers, so, you know, if you haven't played Kingdom Come, I'm uh, just like going la-la-la for the next ten seconds. Uh, there are two assailants which come to you in the night, and they look like demons, 
and you can fight them and you can kill them and if you do you see the corpses are two woodsmen or you can fight them you can run away sorry and they'll kill the women and uh, you know for you know they were demons but i thought to myself what if i was to fight them and instead of like killing them just start like punching them until they go unconscious well then the other one kills the women so you can't do it mm. yep so the werewolves Flat. of polygny poligny what is was that it's probably french hobbit the werewolves of polygamy the the polygamy werewolves are we are we on vintage news <laughs> yeah do you want to read this oh, one the the wolves of polygamy um, <laughs> polygamy <laughs> Uh, the werewolves, ah, the werewolves of, oh, the, the image is loading. The werewolves of Poligny, uh, <laughs> Poligny. Uh, the story involves a group, according to werewolves.com. The story begins with a traveller passing through the French town of Poligny, who was attacked <laughs> by a wolf. The traveller fought the beast, wounding it and causing it to flee. The man followed the blood trail left by the injured beast, and it led him to the door of a house in which a woman was binding her husband's injured arm. The traveller was suspicious, and he reported the entire incident to the authorities, who captured the man and tortured him. Michel Verdun confessed that he was a shapeshifter. He also confessed to murder, cannibalism, and trafficking with the devil. <coughs> Lastly, he named two other men who were also shapeshifters, Pierre Bourgeot and Philbert Montot. The two named men were brought in for questioning, and Bourgeot confessed also shape-shifting, and committing some other pretty heinous crimes. Some other pretty heinous crimes? Yeah. Well, that's what it says. He committed some pretty heinous crimes. Mental Force expands on Bourgeois' confession, saying that Bourgeois told of making a deal with three mysterious strangers to protect his sheep. Bourgeois claimed he was told only later the deal included renouncing God, and that he received the ointment from Verdun, which allowed him to shape-shift. And the two men jointly killed at least two children. It is not known for certain if Montot also confessed, but it is known that he was executed with the other two men. Now, I just want to briefly say, renouncing God. Do you remember, like, um, was it ten or so years ago when atheism was all the rage on the internet? And you had all these people uploading videos of themselves saying, I, I renounce the Holy Spirit or something tips, like that. Tips for Dora. Yeah, the and cross- it was all these... The, all these people saying, "Oh, yeah, if you do this, you know, you, you, you know that that's like really offensive to Christians and all that," and they, you do it, and there's all these people sort of like doing it. They're like silly teenagers, and even when I was like proper, proper like atheist, anti-theist, going like, "Yeah, this God's a dick," and then realizing actually my problem wasn't that, but it was a certain long nose tribe. Uh-huh. It was, um, it was just that. I'm not going to do this. This is stupid because it's giving credence to these stories. But I think even more than that, like deep down inside, I was like, no, there's something disturbing about this. I don't like it. And I don't know who was the ones that promoting this, this, this thing. But I get a feeling that the people that are promoting this were the sorts like, you could be atheist and slagging off Christianity all day, but you start slagging off the other Semitic religions. And they'd be like, oh, no, you've been banned from a Facebook group. Well, the Protestant Church bishops renounced God, didn't they? There was that, um, I was reading the other day, there was some, uh, what's it called? Um, bloody hell. 
Oh, didn't the didn't just the Will be say that he's not sure that? Yeah, that he said he wasn't sure if God exists or he doesn't believe God exists or something. Yeah, and I know the I know the piece you're talking about because I yeah I read that as well. No, no, this was another one back in the eighties. Oh they, no, they, this they, there was one they recently. Sent a questionnaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they sent a questionnaire to all the bishop, the Protestant bishops, and almost like half of them said like, "Well, we don't really believe in God. We think it's a sort of." You know, I don't know what they said, but well, you know. they certainly act like they don't believe in God because they they are some of the least spiritual people I've met, and you know I've I've gone to church quite a few times and dismayed with the with the priests there. I this well, this I pray by myself. It's they're just social workers, aren't they? They're just like leftist social workers, aren't they? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, phys physiognomic me is physiognomy. Physiognomy. Thank you. You, you miss out a few of those letters, Hobbit. It, hey, if if I wasn't supposed to pronounce those letters, then why are they spelled? In <laughs> so, if I, I think it's real, it is real, and you look at their sort of faces, and it's just like these people shouldn't be leading a bog brush, yet alone a church. Well, if you, if you, all, all I will all I will say is if you've listened to the latest episode of Land of Grub and Glory, have a look at the early life of Justin Welby. Yeah, oh, I see. Um, but no, this is the thing. Recently, the Church of England came out saying that we're also guilty for like um, the treatment of the Jews and should feel guilty for what what happened to them. And I I, I didn't read more than the headline because I don't want to. But I'm just wondering, are they saying like? Yeah, because when the Allies bombed the, um, the Germans, they weren't able to feed their prisoners, and therefore um, certain people starved to death, and that's terrible. And it's like, you do realise there was a war on, right? It just, it, it seems, it's, it, uh, well, let me have a look at this. You carry, carry on talking about werewolves. And I'm it's it's, at it's just like, imagine a sincere, a sincere seeker who reads the Bible every day, and he's getting into Christianity, and then he decides, like, well, I'm going to go to church. So he goes down to his local church, and there's all sort of, like, rainbows and, like, female priests and, like, you know, I mean, they've been infiltrated, haven't they? I mean, Absolutely. Then, then, but then it, they're not even following the Bible, like, are they? Well, no, this, it's just like the Bible. We don't have to follow the Bible. That's all like old stuff, isn't it? We don't have to follow we know, that. We know better than God. You know, yeah, it's just like, you know. It's, but it's only in the last 40 years, though, because the, the Church of England, in this, I think it was 1975, that was so you know, it's, fun, it's funny, isn't it? No, 1945, it, it, a lot of traditions went after 1945. It's really, really funny. Mm. It's almost like something was spread throughout Europe at the... <laughs> After, during, and after the world World War Two, <laughs> isn't it? It's just it's weird, isn't it? Just odd. Because a lot of them are Freemasons as well. A lot of Protestant bishops and vicars are Freemasons, although they're not supposed to be Freemasons. Like, well, that's that weird thing. It? Like they're not supposed to be Freemasons, but they sort of are. Not totally supposed Freemasons. To be. <laughs> they're not supposed to be, but they sort of are totally Freemasons. Yeah. So it's like, and as someone pointed out the other day, the actual basic symbol of Freemasonry can quite easily be changed to a Star of David. You know, the the square and compasses can quite easily look like a Star of David just with the addition of a couple of lines. So 
we've got dot, one dot, more. Dot. We've, got, we've got one more wolf werewolf story. We've got uh, in 1685, Ansbach in Germany was part of the Holy Roman Empire. The district was faced with an actual wolf, which was killing and eating their livestock, and eventually made the step up to killing people. The terrified citizens were certainly not only was the culprit a werewolf, but the wolf was really the town's former mayor, who is never named in the accounts, but is clearly disliked, back from the dead and in the form of a wolf. <coughs> a hunting party went after the wolf with a number of dogs and drove the wolf into a well where it, where it was killed. The citizens, still firmly believed the animal was a werewolf, cut off the wolf's nose, put the mask of a human face on it, dressed it in men's clothing and hung it from a pole, presumably as a <laughs> warning to any other werewolves who might consider that area a good hunting ground. Fuck it, hell. Jesus, they weren't messing was around, this, were was they? This in fr- was this in France as well? Yeah, it's, uh, oh, no, yeah. this is... Uh, no, that's Germany. That's the Wolf of Ansbach. Oh, Germany. Yeah. Bloody hell. Because didn't you say, you had, haven't you got a couple of uh, lycanthropy cases? Because I know there's there's a couple from Germany, isn't there? Well, there's that weird, weird one at Crackpot Hall, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Crackpot, Crackpot Hall. Hall. Oh, okay. I found, I found the story, and it's from the Church of England. Um, Christians are to blame for the Holocaust, says Church of England. Centuries of Christian anti-Semitism led to the whole of course, a landmark Church of England report has concluded. There you go. So the Archbishop of Canterbury says that we're all to blame for it and we should feel terrible and we should give them like anything they ask for. Ah, it's bloody weird. Because up until like the mid-70s, the, the Church of England was quite conservative and because they, they produced that um, report on exorcism. I've got the PDF yeah, of them. You know the problem with conservatism, Zero? I mean, what is it that they're conserving? It just seems well, to be... Yeah. The what did, what did someone call it the other day? Did they call it lag, lag liberalism? Yeah, they, because they're, <laughs> they're conserving what liberals have promoted 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, like... like it's like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're for child drag queens. I'm just for gay marriage. But like, are they told what to believe? Like, do they, do they get like a letter in the post or something saying like, "Well, all right, lads, you know, like we've you you know you've followed the Bible and all that, but now you've got to get into the new plan sort of thing." Because it seems like they've all they're all on board, aren't they? They're all definitely on board with the sort of like lovey dovey rainbow robes, anything goes. Like you know. Do you know what put me off of going going to church for mass and stuff like that? Because I, I, I went a couple of years ago and uh, I went to a church I used to go to. And the priest that was there, I think I met him actually um, 20 or so, no, it been more than 20 years ago. But anyway, still the same priest. And he was doing his, I think it's called the homily, where you, you're making like a, a prayer for various things. Um, I'm not too good on the technical terms of the Catholic Church, but you're saying... And please let us pray for um, our our Pope, uh, so that he may have strength and guidance in this day. It's like, why the fuck do I want to vote? Why do I want to pray for that Pope? And I was always tempted to walk out of it there and then because I can't stand the Pope. And you know what? Fair play to the Catholics who've written a letter asking for his resignation because apparently he had something to do with the uh, previous Pope being uh, deposed. And um, so it is. <laughs> Sorry if I if I've gone on a bit of a tangent there, but I just well no, I'm fascinated my, by all this stuff because my point yeah. being is just like the the church as it is, and the priests who lead it and the homilies really put me off of going to church. 
but I still pray and believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. I'm not even saying that unironically now. I used to listen to Americans say it, just like, bro, that's cringe. And now I understand, it's like, yeah, it is cringe because they're saying it, but it doesn't mean <coughs> it's not true. Um, but yeah, no, the, the church puts me off of it, and the only people that are left with it are just like horrible, soulless people who go, oh yes, well, if the Archbishop of Canterbury says it's so, then it is, and we should give everything to it as well. We shouldn't criticise the treatment of the Palestinians because they're anti-Semitic too, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to listen to songs of praise again with this awful fucking theme tune. Have, have I told you about my theory that the songs of praise theme tune is weaponized? God, is that still on TV? God. Yeah, it's still on oh, TV, and it's still got the same theme tune. And it's bloody awful. And doesn't it that sits... doesn't that black bird, black woman that used to do uh, Blue Peter do it now? <laughs> um, I think I know the one. The one that used to like straight Diane something or other. Diane Abbott. <laughs> oh, I, I can't remember her name. It's Diane something. Anyway, oh, to round, to, to, round off, to round off, I was going to talk about the Werewolf Conference. Com, the Werewolf Conference. This is this story's from 2015. Uh, conference about werewolves is being staged, but staged by a university offering part- participants the chance to explore the creature's cultural significance and meet real wolves. So, who are the people interested in spending three days learning about all things lycanthrope? Uh, the crowd gathering in the atrium of the University of Hertfordshire's de Havilland campus sip their coffee and nibble on biscuits. For all intents and purposes, they could be intending a conference on rather run-of-the-mill topic. But a closer look at the schedule reveals one of the first talks is entitled Trash Monsters and Freaks, and the biscuits are decorated with motifs of Little Red Riding Hood and her nemesis, the wolf. You mean her lover? <sighs> Until the, until the evil cis white there are, patriarchy there are, there are, in to stop. There are quite a lot Sorry. of problem glass glasses on show at this conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think we can conclude that like werewolves are a bunch of wankers, <laughs> and and the, and like God bloody hell. Like God, look at the size of her nose. You could pack a bottle on that. <laughs> but what about having what sex? Having sex doggy style. I mean, that's like a, that's like an unconscious urge to go back to this bestial level, isn't it? As is sodomy. I, 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 I would it? say it's a conscious urge not to look at such a hideous face, <laughs> a hideous countenance. <laughs> But it's going back to like acting like dogs, isn't it? And dog is or wolves or or like. Um... Can I just say that this looks like a conference that's being led by women, and women are disgusting creatures. I was in. Um, is this? I, I just I just wonder if like the werewolf confidence they're just like they're like edgy edgy vampires. I'll, I, I you know, you know, Satan, you know, Satanism is is uh, is edgy atheists. I think werewolves are, are edgy yeah. edgy vampires, aren't they? I, I was <laughs> going to say that they they've definitely watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and they're all fans of Harry Potter. They that, definitely that they definitely a lot of Harry Potter fans, don't they? They, they queued up, didn't they? Yeah. They queued up for the first edition, didn't they? Outside <laughs> Barnes and Noble, didn't they? <laughs> I've got to say, I mean, I'm looking at this hideous gargoyle uh, creature that you've got there on the screen at the moment, and uh, it reminds me of this artwork I saw. Um, the Albertina's got this exhibition of some stupid Bint's work in the basement level at the moment. I think her name's Maria something or other. 
and it was fucking disgusting. And I just sort of quickly went for it, and it was just like, it, it well, look at look at this look at this cage cage of Frank. She's got one of those things in stop her rootling around in the dirt. That's a, that's yeah. what those that's what those septum septum thing. That's why they put them on pigs for, isn't it? Stop them rootling yeah. around in the dirt. Oh, is that what it's about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so next time you see a bird with one of those, tell her, do, do you like rootling around in the dirt? Is that why you go have it on there? Oh, is that to stop you from eating the truffles you've been finding? Yeah. Uh, Beverly oh. Deer, an MA student, said she had attended a vampire conference run by the same organisers a few years ago, which had inspired her to study topics she'd like, there. Vampires, aren't they? I mean, oh, is it a bit they went. Do you, do you think they went from twi- Harry Potter to Twilight, or Twilight to Harry Potter? <laughs> is it is it hypocritical of us that you know we're taking the piss out of people studying vampires and other cryptids, <laughs> and we're studying vampires and other cryptids? Yeah, but they're doing it in like a weird, um, like a Harry Potter kind of. Um, you know, they're not interested in the natural history of a werewolf. It's like, oh, I like those hunky werewolves, and it's kind of basically the. The tone of the of those, show, isn't those it? Those werewolves would come and rape and eat me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're we're the cool kids in this one. Yeah. Okay, that that's all right then. So I I don't have to feel self conscious. No. No. <laughs> Miss Frank hey. said the conference offered the opportunity to talk about things like Teen Wolf, <laughs> oh, gothic text from. Oh, well, we're talking. About- while we're talking about Team Wolf, we're going to talk about the, the, the blooper at the end. Well, well, okay, before you do that, can I just yeah. say, whoever, bbc.com slash news, UK, England, beta bucks, whatever, uh, whoever, do, do they not do proofreading anymore? Is it seen as racist? Because I was just looking at this, like, uh, Miss Frank said the conference offered, hey, don't scroll up, I was trying to read it. Oh, sorry, read- right. I'll... Here you go, I'll chuck you the link in, you can read it properly. Yeah, 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 it's, it's BBC, I should have clicked on myself, but I'm being lazy and I'm just looking at the YouTube stream. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, 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 there's a bit about Team Wolf, so where's the BBC link? There you no, go, right. oh, I've just chucked it in chat. Thank you. Right, so I'm, I'm going to chat, uh, bear with me whilst I scroll down to the bit about Ms. Frank. Uh, and there's the horrible gargoyle. Um, Which Ms. horrible gargoyle? Are you talking about the statue or are you talking about one of the organisers? But, but, but let's talk about the statue. No, it's where's this bit about Teen Wolf? Uh, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf. Uh, you need, you need her, her with the, the ring stopper rootling around in the dirt, don't you? Oh, yeah. So uh, septum piercings. Is that That's it. Ugh, God, it's horrible. Um, so it's just beneath that there's another thing. An MA student is about the Tourist Clyde. So Nick Stead from Huddersfield, am I gone past it? I think you've gone past but, it because I Oh well look, suffice to say there was this bit oh okay, it's just those bits there, so why can't I read it? What's wrong with me? It made more sense on, on the YouTube stream. <laughs> I'm getting the point was is there was talking about Teen Wolf and Victorian texts about no, it doesn't say Victorian text, it said Victorian text about werewolf. I'm like Little Red Riding Hood isn't about werewolf mythology. No, but it's about you know the, the, there's there's obviously some of these women like the idea that are uh, you know wolves come to eat my grandmother and maybe this werewolf will rape me before eating me. Or yeah, that was and I'll become I'll become Mrs. Uh, wolf, and and then the, the evil cis white male woodcutter coming in and stopping the rape from happening. It's just part, <laughs> Part of the they're all shagging, 
Yeah, After yeah, the conference, they all get together. They all shagging like doggy werewolf star, like contacting their inner oh, werewolf. Do you, do, you reckon they, do you reckon they do what furries do at a furry convention? Oh god! Where they where they fill the bath up with uh, with kitty litter. <laughs> I, 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 I I shudder to think what's going on in the after party in this place, but it's not going to smell good. That's for sure. It's not going to smell good. Ms. Flank said attendees could expect a lot of engaged and lively debates. Debate about what? Oh, actually, I think Gryffindor's best. No, it's Hufflepuff. Oh, and God. a lot of original content alongside a trip to the UK Wolf Conservation Trust near Reading, where they will not be having... Oh, here you go. As I, t- I, found the- I found it. We're covering things that... We think we're covering things like how it's all changed with Twilight and Teen Wolf. It's broadened my horizons. I want to learn more about where it's come from. I found Teen Teen Wolf for you. Ah, uh, so what's that bloop you wanted to say about Teen Wolf? I've been on enough of a uh, <laughs> digression here. They just keep talking about Teen Wolf. They probably probably talking about the new one. They're not talking about the. Uh, they're not talking about the. Uh, Jason, uh, what's his name? Michael J. Fox Team Wolf, are they? They're probably talking about the new... Oh, uh, that's what Team Wolf is. Like, yeah. I saw a clip from that. Hey, yeah. It sounds like your wolf's been aroused by this talk of werewolves. <laughs> I had a, a dog collar being shaken in the background. Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 got a, he's got a stuffed toy that he's in the process of disemboweling. And <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's... Oh, no, I don't even want to go there. It's just like, yeah, that's good. I... Um, <laughs> Oh, whilst I was staying over at this house, they had two house cats there. And uh, one was called Meow, and the other one was called whatever German is for cloud. Uh, it's, 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 hang on. What is German for cl- No, I don't do this now. Anyway, suffice to say, Meow. Uh, they're both castrated, or female equivalent castrated. Spade. And, yeah, that's it. And uh, the, the female neuter took a shining to me. And so when I'd be laying down, she'd come and, like, uh, sit on my lap and purr. But, of course, there's that thing of just, like, oh, is that your testicles? Yeah, I'm just going to dig my claws in there. Oh, yeah, I'm nice and comfortable now. (laughs) Cats really do hate people, don't they? Well, it just seems to be a thing of, like, when I'm around women, they just go for my balls. Even the ones who like me. (laughs) (laughs) And on on that bombshell, I think it's time to wind the the show up. Oh, we've done a lot of time, haven't we? Don't become a werewolf. Don't become a werewolf. If you are thinking of becoming a werewolf, don't become a werewolf. If not, not, they're slightly wet. (laughs) Hello, if if there's any birds who sort of like into a sort of clinky werewolf scene, I may be interested, but not... (laughs) In a in a sort of advisory capacity, I can sort of like steer you away from that sort of stuff for some, for some more wholesome. Oh, shut up! But, and also, yeah. re, re, chaps, re, remember answers on a postcard to Makita UK Power Tools and mention fourteen words. Yeah, for your chance to win the Makita Power Drill powered by their eighteen volt new lithium ion battery system. <laughs> Oh dear, so uh, night or a... oh, go on yeah, then, go on then, hop it sign off. It's got to be a standard dressed envelope. <laughs> <laughs> that bit's yeah. important for some no, reason. No fucking cheapskates. No, you got to put a stamp on your bloody envelope. For fuck's yeah. sake. 
Yeah, if they're paying for the postage, they're just going to tell them to jog on. And uh, is it next week? Next week, you've lined us a guest up, Zero? Jafe is coming on next. So, yes, an eclectic magician from America, yeah. yeah. An interesting chap, yeah. I'll so, try and be less silly next time. Yeah. I couldn't help it. We're doing werewolves. <laughs> Night all. <laughs> Night.